Exactly, because that sound that only we can hear. <laughs> what are, what Yet again, in their in their head, what they imagine that sound is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the sound of a can opening. I think. Oh, sure. oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the dissect podcast. I'm joined here with. Oh, oh, dude, you're the got, room is no, full. <laughs> just your just, cup is overflowing, as is the room. Yeah. <laughs> and and don't start with a late night voice because. Uh. Because then you'll send me there, and then pretty soon we'll just... <laughs> <laughs> Hit us in the middle of the afternoon. It's like the ladies' man will come out. And... The half-speed replay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my. We're Chris Warden, you're, you are the man. Thank you for that. <laughs> man, I forgot to put out directions talk on the Instagram about how to listen to that. I'm going to. Later okay. For everybody. Um, We're joined here. By Ross McGarvey. Yes. And we're also, well, we have, we, it feels like we have a camera crew in here. We have Vince <laughs> Rockwell. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and shutters in the background. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you hear those, that, those are not more cans opening. Those are actually cameras being. <laughs> those guys. Well, that's what you're going to tell people so yeah. they can't distinguish the difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, it's just pictures. <laughs> yeah, they're just taking pictures. It's got nothing to do with, you know. <laughs> co co camera person team T money to team money <laughs> Trevor Thompson is here and our guest of honor a fellow Scotsman Craig McKinley hey fist bump here we go we should we should have worn the kilts today shouldn't we he I has another one. Gonna be a I, I, I have many. Ah, just really gotten comfortable. <laughs> I'm not sure Mark would have appreciated that where I'm sitting right now. Have you I, got your telephoto lens? The actor <laughs> slash model didn't know there was going to be cameras today. Could have been a real Sharon Stone <laughs> moment for uh, Mark there. Yeah, it would have like, been, been, been great. Yeah, that would have like, been a great finisher for the weekend. <laughs> winking at me over there. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's, it's now, ready to shake your hand. So now, is it is it actually a, it's a true thing? You're you're total. You just go commando under the kill. Free ball you've got to. You've got free, to. Oh, you, hang you've, free. you've got to. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're Scottish, it's, it's like culturally unacceptable to not. Okay. So you must feel somewhat confined in those skinny jeans, Ross. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've, I mean, take, if, I've taken more of a conformist attitude. <laughs> well, yeah. So, the, I thought doing burpees this morning wearing a kilt might have been a bit inappropriate, so I thought I should put on shorts this morning. It, yeah, it so. would have been a first. I mean, in our space, I don't know about other gyms, but we, we can fi- we can make sure that happens. <laughs> Toast yeah. the bar, yeah. <laughs> oh, Toast oh, the bar. oh dear! Oh, oh they could. Oh. I wonder if. Now, <laughs> I guess actually the the, the 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 fan bikes blow air in the opposite direction. But I was just going to say you could like blow a little air up your kills on that yeah, fan bike. That might be the next level of war. So two two fan bikes facing each other. Yes, and who can raise each other's kilt the highest? Yeah, exactly. And so tonight, okay. raise the bar. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
All right then. Uh, I guess I'm so not sad. Creek. There's not a kill here. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's a unfortunate. Levels okay? Sound? Yeah, yeah. No, we're good. We're good. I'm good. just. Uh, I guess we didn't really do a sound check. We are getting lazy. Or more capable. Yeah, I can just do it on the fly now, whereas before I had to have like a manual in front of me and oh, some right. stuff to okay. figure shit out. And, uh, more elevated heart rate. <laughs> 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 we needed something real. Oi, so that it was a long weekend, so we sound like we're out of energy. Yeah. <laughs> this co- I, my coffee I is believe. broken. It's not it's working. A, it's a, <laughs> yeah, this Clearly. coffee is broken. Clearly. No, the coffee broke. I yeah, I don't I, sound as excited as I am because I've been trying to get Craig out here for a number of years. So, ever since I've known you, you've talked about. I keep. To, it just needs to come out for a while. Yeah, it just needs to come hang out. And then even he came and hung out. I mean, he gave me a day's notice. I got like the, no. No, wait, wait, He said he's like, oh, I'm gonna come. I'm thinking about coming. And then I got like balloons, and he's like, I'm coming, man. He left an audio message, a one minute voice note. I wish I could play. Celebrating. It. <laughs> yeah, it's like that sounds like the notes I get for podcasts. But I don't one hour it, notice. Hey, it, can you record? Uh, uh, I have a job, you guys. <laughs> it's a little bit more commitment. Like, hey, I'm coming from Scotland. I'm gonna stay with you. All for right, a all right. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I, your I, voice note in reply was not as excited as I was. <laughs> I was sick. I had a fever when he wrote me yeah, that. And I was like, yeah, oh, whatever, no, whatever. I was like, I hope I can like get my shit together. So I'm not just like coughing yeah, into but, this bucket. But you, you knew what the solution was to having a fever. More cowbell. More cowbell. <laughs> yeah, I, I was excited. I didn't give him an audio message because my voice was gone, but <laughs> I was very excited. One of the reasons why is because we use him as an example all the time when people not are, a good are talking about non-douchey actors. <laughs> like, I know one. <laughs> one. <laughs> just, just one. I know one. Uh, no, in, in reality, like I think people ask, like, how it's special, it's this, it's that, and the other, and I think... For me, um, I guess I should just introduce like how we met. I, I was going to say, yeah. could, or you could just let me ask, hey, Michael, how'd you guys meet? I mean, you know, <laughs> him being from Scotland at all and you not being from there. and We tried to figure this out one time because we can't decide exactly. But in 2016, I was on Justice League uh, training Henry and you were living in London. And I think he, I, I was living in London. It's he like, figured out somehow I was in <clears> London, <throat> and he shot me a message, and he was like, "Hey, I want to come train. I'm an actor." And I was like, <laughs> oh, really? an "Actor, <laughs> another one." And I, yeah, I was <laughs> just Jack. like, "This ought to be good." And so I, I just, I think I gave you a window. Hey, I'll be here at this time. And you, you ran in. You're wearing like super suave. I mean, like a fucking turtleneck, and you look like you're on your way to the runway. Really? I don't remember that. Yeah, you were. But you had a handbag. Sounds like an average day. But you had a handbag with you. That's Paisley Boy, really? Yeah. (laughs) Roscoe knows what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Just (laughs) to the nines. Dressed to the nines. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to be prissy. He left his cat boots at home. So So we chatted for a while, but he's super nice. I made a coffee, and you were ultimately... We were besties after that. Yeah. He made me the best coffee. He made a coffee, and he's like, sold. What do I have to do? And so... What do I need to do to get more of this? Yeah. I the didn't problem have, before though we we uh, met i got i just finished working on king arthur yeah 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 and yeah. then Should, and i trained oh right pretty hard for that like i like six thousand calories a day five six training twice a day and um you know i i love the experience of it mm-hmm. but then this was my first opportunity working on a feature you, film before so i had never realized that reshoots were a thing no one had ever told me 
So I was like, shave our beard off. You know, the beard <laughs> yeah. was down to like my, my <laughs> chest, you know, like shaved that thing off with the chainsaw, lost all the weight that I'd, that I'd put on, got a phone call from Warner Brothers saying, hey, Craig, uh, <laughs> you can back and do a few, <laughs> couple more scenes. Yeah. Have you still got the beard? Uh, yeah. You still in shape? <laughs> yeah. So voice was getting increasingly higher during this phone call. So then um, basically that was when I kind of called Michael and, you know, um, obviously I trained myself for the movie and with my background, we can maybe go into later. I I, I wanted to train myself for the, for the movie, but it was great to get that extra push uh, for, for the reshoots going back for the second time. I was like, hey man, can you, <laughs> let's uh, let, let's catch up and see what we can do. And I knew that you were in, you were in town and, and training at a gym very close by. So yeah. So he popped in. Um, so, so it, you were on King Arthur. Yeah. Yes. Did you become a chess player on that? Did you get involved in in, in the chess? Oh, the, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't actually know that was um, that was Charlie and Guy. Uh, those two were, and then it was Jason previously, wasn't it? Statham, and uh, he's always had that around yeah. every movie. So, yeah, I mean, um, Guy, that was like a thing when, like, yeah, a man yeah. from Uncle, the chessboard yes. was always out. That uh, exactly, they, I yeah. mean, it was, and it Which was is, a really interesting sort of thing because, you know. It, in between shots while they're like doing resets or whatever. I mean, it's just like almost, almost the movie seemed to be an excuse to just have the longest chess match of all time going on. Uh, I mean, it was just marvelous. I mean, everywhere I went, yeah. oh, if guy's there, there's a chessboard. It's, yeah. I think the big anyway. thing with guy in between, he, he, he would always have a, a chin up bar. A bench yeah. Oh yeah. So he's very physical. So, yeah. and, and you know, he's a black belt in Jiu Jitsu. Well. Yeah, yeah. So he's Hensel, very good. Yeah. And um, introduced me to, you know, I uh, I met Roger not actually through Guy but Roger Gracie so I've trained a little bit with him. Mm -hmm. um, I think that you find it's pronounced Hodger. Hodger, sorry, Hodger. Hodger. Just to and, be clear, um, just he doesn't clear. care which way. Yeah, <laughs> I've and I'd rather that. not sound like a tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I just went with with Roger. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so then you know, in between takes guy was always the one that would encourage that you know to yeah to make it fun as well in between takes that we all there were six or seven Sounds of a us lot like Zach. um you know we do chin up challenges push up mm. challenges bench there and, were probably know, a couple kettlebells around yeah, i can't try i can't remember the guy who's been with him who's sort of a, is that charlie ivan uh, oh sorry yes ivan yeah yeah yeah, ivan. yeah he was another guy who actually when i got on man from uncle he had known all about the our gym and that kind of stuff and we yeah. kind of yeah. we talked a little bit about that and i was like oh my god this is actually going to be really cool and it, and it was it's, it's <laughs> funny when people are physically competent and, and it makes sense you say chess and i go oh yeah because he couldn't put on a gi and play chess like yeah. it's the same thing and he just needs a different form of it of, in front of, of, of him that right, all yeah. the time yeah and yeah. so yeah what's the if it was a dinner dish it would be deconstructed jujitsu here's chess and a chin-up bar yeah you know, like i'm pulling and i'm thinking <laughs> while playing another human being yeah. Yeah. it's kind of funny i it's your experience on there he he told me a little bit when he popped in about like oh i need to put on another 15 or 20 kilos and i was like oh shit this is going to be a little bit different um but you also kind of stress it's not like the biggest deal if you don't <clears throat> nail this thing. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, just to kind of backtrack, when I got offered the role initially, I wasn't told to or, or, or asked to to bulk up guy yeah, never said that but i suppose just looking at it i want i don't i didn't have a lot of dialogue in the movie i wanted to have this presence and you know 
um, a, phys- a sense of a physicality in the movie, mm. bring out this inner barbarian, if you like, mm. to show something, because it was my first movie, didn't have uh, an awful lot of dialogue, so to to train hard and the sword fighting, the horse riding side, and all the stunt work, I mean, you know what I'm like, probably pestered Michael too much with, but I'm always interested, always wanting to learn more, and um Mikey Lambert was on the stunt team at Warner Brothers along with Eunice Huthart as well. So I was always. Oh, Eunice super, was on that. Oh, she was fantastic. She it, is fantastic. It's the energy that those guys have that it it's, yeah. passes it on to you as well. I've always been like that anyway, but I, you know, set, it would finish, a day on set would finish, and I'd want to train again. And that's because of them, though. Yeah. They, they, that filters through everyone from the actors to the extras. You could tell everyone wanted to be involved and a part of that and you need that if you're working long days on a set you can see that that's so important that they Warner Brothers had those guys on set actually it was massively important yeah um and and that helped you know along with filming to make sure that you keep that energy levels up for a movie like that um and I just I had an absolute blast working on it you know and then obviously went back for the reshoots and that's when I met Michael I'd been following your stuff for a while as well through Man of Steel and your, your video Soldier of Steel and everything and um, soldier, of soldier steel. of steel, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, then Michael was was in was in town, and that was how we we kind of caught up. So, so the coffee was good. Yeah, that that I, was a great start. Yeah, coffee and fitness but is I a good an, start. But I have another test, <laughs> and so the, the, I'm not. This this was my way of interviewing, yeah. and I was like, oh, it was near Memorial Day, <laughs> and I was like. We're about to jump in and do a workout. And you're like, oh, what is it? And I was like, have you ever heard of Murph? And you're like, no. And I was like, well, it's a one-mile run and then, you know, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then a one-mile run. And you're like, that sounds terrible. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, I don't have any shoes. And I was like, there's some shoes right there. And you're like, let's do it. I was like, okay, he's either really naive or he's actually genuinely interested in training, which is, probably. which is more rare than naive. So I was like, okay, is this going to be funny to watch? He fucking kept up the entire way. And I was like, ah, shit, okay. Like, <laughs> okay, somebody, now, now, yeah. I, now I have to train this Well, now, Yeah, now, because if you enjoy training <laughs> and you like suffering and you like coffee and you come out on your own, and this is, this is the hardest part for people to fathom, is like this is not necessarily a normal training relationship with an actor. He wants to do it, which again is... I think you're the only one that I know that wants to do it. But I I, that, Jason wants to train. Oh, yeah. That's he, probably because of the background, though, because, yeah. you know, fitness has been such a huge part of your life prior to yeah. to being on the silver screen. <coughs> but And Jason's the same. I mean, Jason climbed, has climbed since he was a boy. Yeah. And so I think you'd said you're like, he said to you that if it's going to mess with my climbing, then I'm not doing it. Yep. The, the thing is, though, it changes. I mean, although I, I mean, I played rugby under twenties. You know the story. I played rugby under twenties for Scotland. Dislocated my shoulder in a big tackle against Italy in Italy. And the plan at the time was to move on and play, hopefully, professional rugby. And you know, I had a, an operation on my shoulder. Liked the game. Probably didn't love the game. Didn't go back and play. But wanted to stay in sport. Was so passionate about you know physiotherapy, sports science moved into sports science and strength and conditioning but the the focus for me at the time was actually more the injury prevention side bubble wrapping athletes didn't want them to go through the heartbreak that i had been through yeah um so looking at you know in my training it was always like you know 
lift as much as you can. Get in the gym, no warm up, no cool down. Court. And that's what we were told at 18. You know, it was just lift. What are the South African rugby players lifting on a board? What are the Australian rugby players? What you have to hit those targets. And I'll never forget one of the the really talented boys in our squad, a boy called Walker. He uh, was super fit in his, his endurance testing, his agility testing, his 505 off left and right foot, his sprint test over 10, 20, 30 metres, his passing, his kicking. He was a very good rugby player, but because he couldn't clean and jerk the allocated weight that they wanted him to do, they chucked him out of the academy. And and that that that's the thing. I became a strength and conditioning coach, but it, it kind of destroyed in a way a little part of me focusing on that side of it so much because I saw the injuries that I had and also there's a guy, a rugby player who's been taken out of his environment that he loved for um, an arbitrary reason which we're not may producing have no application yeah exactly it's it's a nice foundation to have and I, I've, yeah. I've come through that you need to have that I'm so passionate about fitness strength and conditioning all the the different aspects that, that, that all the ingredients that, that, that come into that whether or not you're an an actor, a rugby player, a swimmer, whatever it is. And I, so my basis was, first and foremost, the injury prevention, mobility and flexibility, proprioception, core stabilization was the focus and looking at performance as well because they were performance athletes that I was primarily working with in Olympic Commonwealth and Commonwealth uh, game sports, as well as professional football or professional soccer. I should really say professional <laughs> soccer and um, no, we should just no, you, just, and rugby. I just, I just say football. Just football. Right? Just, just, football. Okay, just, just go with football because if anybody good, good. not no, us football. Is I think we lost all our NFL listeners. Okay, our oh, NFL a long fan base. Time. Yeah, <laughs> I spent an hour and a half bashing the NFL, so I think <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I kneel with Kaepernick. What? It's funny because I stand for the anthem. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Just a just a thing. I don't know. <laughs> Habit. <laughs> yeah. We get along just fine. <laughs> I don't know what everybody else is so pissed. I don't know what everybody else is so pissed off about. Craig, there, there's a um a, a guy that I know, uh strength and conditioning guy down just outside of London, a guy named Andy McKenzie. Yeah. And mm. had set his gym up. At first it was it uh, when I first met him, I think he was he, he he had set his gym up relatively close to one of the, the rugby clubs. There, East Grinstead is the the sort of zone around London where his where his place was. But um, we were having and, and he just, so he worked with a lot of rugby players. And one of the things that he had actually mentioned was this clean and jerk test, and it was something. And we had a conversation. He said, "Oh yeah, you got to hit. You know, it's a." I I I want to. I'm gonna maybe butcher this because now I, I don't have my notes in front of me. But um, he said, "Yeah, you'd have to have a, you know, a body weight clean and jerk, or it might have been a double mm. body weight. You know, like which was, like double was, body weight it was clean, roughly body weight and a half at least, or body weight. It was it was hit something. Yeah, not possible. Like, <laughs> well, I well, so, yeah, like so. so kilo. But I asked him why, and he said, well, because even deep into the game, you have to, and it had to be body weight or body weight and a half. Um, because if you have body weight and a half, then that means you could probably do body weight late in the game. Like that you could actually sort of That's move a- someone 
And I think that's, you know, where this arbitrary numbers came from. Oh, you got to be able to like, like, really like move <clears throat> someone who is of your size explosively mm-hmm. after X number of minutes of play. Because there's so I much see. velocity involved in it. but it's also, it's also that lift being relative to the position Technical. for me to, it was you know a scrum like, half to a prop to a hooker to a winger to okay. a center are all doing very different movements so it's like uh, the programs were the same pretty much across the board when i was training but it, i think they're, they're very useful uh, you know sorry carry on. No, no no i don't i don't have any more than that but just like i remember there was this the standard for that particular yeah, yeah, lift yeah. that they wanted guys to be able to maintain and yeah, yeah. and then he explained it to me, and and I realized, okay, well, that kind of that that makes some sense, some sense. But you've just mentioned something there, all the different positions. Yes. Now, being a, I've only ever seen one rugby match, mm. um, but I, yeah. But it's the same. I, in, it's the same in football. But, you know, a defender is different to a midfielder, to a winger, to a striker, to the the type of striker. If he's a guy that holds the ball up, or he's one that's running the channels, just because he's in the same position, his weapon might be very different to why you know his weapon right. and reason why he's been brought into the team is very different. I, I can see striker, where and, and therefore, therefore, the training, the, the, the training ought to be, be a, yeah. yeah applicable to that. And and actually, that's something. So that's something where, where I was headed with that is like, the, you know, all of the different positions, I having seen only one rugby match um i can't see those individual positions mm-hmm. whereas in football you go oh yeah what's the what's sort of the body weight and the physical characteristics of a cornerback yes. yeah, yeah, um yeah. in yeah. american football um versus you know or linebacker linebacker or whatever and like okay so those are things that i can identify and we've worked with athletes yeah. like that but um i couldn't uh identify anything other than like the incredible energy mm-hmm. of a rugby match um like from position to position but i i totally agree with you that okay if there are specific physical characteristics or expressions um according to position then the training can't be <laughs> uniform across the board the, you mean you should be careful what you select for <laughs> is it Yes. It, it's not it's an interesting thought to think like oh well we need these guys to be this strong this way they're when they're fatigued they'll be this strong yeah when I, and i go wouldn't it be better just to have better fatigue resistance Shh. <laughs> uh, i mean because <laughs> a be, like, shut your mouth especially if it's a highly technical lift <laughs> and you just say, you. <laughs> wouldn't the test be like run a 5k and then do a body weight clean and jerk as opposed to like a, a clean and jerk to get it up to 1.5 body weight, it's technically limited for most people. Well, well yeah, so my, so my point, I mean, just to change sport for a second, yeah. if it was badminton athlete in the Commonwealth Games, for example, mm-hmm. I work with, we would get her heart rate up to a certain level mm-hmm. on the court, um, whether it be with the racket in hand or with the racket not in hand, but she was doing certain lunging movements. They're always lunging as well and changing direction, backtracking, moving over... Um, not like a football pitch, but it's a shorter space, sure. obviously, smaller space, and then get her to do the lifts within 90 seconds. Within 60 seconds, she's doing the lift. So as long as she's warmed up, not causing any injury, and she's technically sound on all the lifts, she should be able to then do that lift under the, the strain. That's what we tried to do because then it, it's got to be translated over for me. That, that's what I tried to do. And obviously, I was doing this a while ago, but everything had to be when you're talking to the athlete as well, explain why we're doing this lift. And yes. why. And I, I would never just follow the path of any athlete. The programs were very much, everyone does deadlift. Mm-hmm. Everyone does squat. 
everyone does bench press, everyone does push press, we'll do some Russian twists at the end for 20 seconds just to show we've done core, but it's not a real core session. So <laughs> that, that has to be priority. That's a hugely important part of it. And the, that kind of triple, triple stabilization of ankles, knees, hips, looking at that as a foundation and being able to shift your body weight, for me, um, w was appropriate for that sport. You know, whether it be in the pool, on the court, on the on the pitch, whatever it is, but it had to be um, applicable to to that sport and the and any lifts they were doing, it has to be relevant. You know, mm -hmm. like not, yeah. don't just squat. Why are you squatting? Why are you doing? I'm not saying it's bad lifts; it's, mm -hmm. it's the wrong thing to do. But people would look back and say bench press because it's good for a rugby player for a handoff. It's not very often that the rugby players the legs handoff is good for a handoff. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, or, or <laughs> it's good for but, a hand but you'd, something. You'd look at ways of it's a good foundation. I'm not saying it's not, but it should never for me be the the reason you throw someone out of an academy and that's the yeah. thing that kind of Ended disappointed me and and mm. back, back at that time and really made me passionate about researching and working with athletes together on a, a thing of you know what, what do you need to improve upon you touched on it yesterday as well about these things uh, or broadly discussed it and i found that very interesting that that's the way it should be a different program for everyone don't just look at the program mm. that day and follow it just I mean obviously there's like a in. conditioning foundation that everybody exactly. needs to do yeah, 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 maybe yeah. you get it from General, the actual yeah, yeah. player but so so there's certain things for sure that sit at the foundation yeah. that can be universally applied but yes. I think the 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 specificity of position exactly, yes. or something um you know maybe th th at a certain time there you know like we'll break it down like this but then you realize oh man i'm trying to manage all of these different programs for people and it would just be easier for me as the one strength and conditioning guy managing all of these people or th me and one other you know the two of us or whatever if we just did you know everything the same across the board because that uh it's a management issue not a it's, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a goal not an outcome issue yeah, yeah. You know, what, why is a goalkeeper doing a yo-yo test at the beginning of a pre-season? It's like, when is that going to be real? So for me, that's what was in place, you know, for a lot of these clubs that I would go into. And it was a case of, you know, some some of the players would look at it and say, why does he not have to do the yo-yo test? Well, it's not relevant for him. He's not he's not skiving. He's, yeah. he's going to go in the gym and he's going to work on power and explosiveness and reactions. And, and do you and, know and what skiving means? Oh, sorry, yeah. I've not. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. dodging. He's not, be, he's, not, he's not dodging. dodging. He's not dodging. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that he's not going to be got the skiving. It just, just sounded. Roscoe's Rosco. got my back over there. That's good. Um, just sounded kind of, <laughs> kind of uh, sketchy to me. Whatever that was, <laughs> he's skiving. Oh. Wow, does that uh, happen on a Friday and Saturday? Or? Michael. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the uh, and to be fair to you know Andy giving this idea to me, you know this information to me and stuff. I, I actually think now memories coming yeah. being jogged. One point five x clean, but nothing overhead oh, like right. the jerk because because that would be obviously because you just Set reminded me, Michael, like yeah. that technically, you know the, the one point five times body weight overhead is not that big of a deal. First of all, so nobody getting their panties in a bunch. Yeah, but. <laughs> To but require for an auxiliary thing in support of, of some kind of deterministic yeah. measurement or tool, it doesn't make much sense. And I think this is how most sports go. Like, 
they need shortcut language to figure out whether somebody is good enough yeah. without actually putting them in and making them play a game and seeing if they're good enough. Team sports are very hard to derive who is winning the game for them. Like, how do you... Like, what but that, the, that's why they have the combine. You yeah, know, yeah, It's like, yeah. here's a fixed set of physical attributes and then they'll look at someone like it you know depending on your position in football it's 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 re american football it's it makes a lot of sense sometimes and sometimes it's like bench press for reps Put the combines more aptitude tests. well yeah wonderlick test is yep. a, yeah a, a fine general thing and I, I guess it's just like anything like we can pick it apart and pull it apart but then you have people who have actual games to play and they have to have heuristics in place so that they can make better decisions. Mm -hmm. And these are what they find that, you know, yeah, eventually they'll affect probably the wrong person and somebody will get kicked out. And this is totally my time to criticize somebody like that. But when I look at it from a, a, a bigger picture, I'm just like, well, yeah, like, fuck, we cut, you know, make shortcuts when we don't have time to do things. And this is one of, you could, you could call it, you know, bad science or bad physiology because it is like a clean and jerk especially is just like a fucking stupid lift to require for field sports unless it's just like well i mean i might see hey if this person can't within six months develop this one skill that just shows me that they're a bad learner or they're uncoordinated or they're unathletic or they're not explosive or they're not strong and the corollary might actually play true the same and then you'd be pissed like well this one kid got kicked out just because he couldn't learn this one thing in six months and i'm just like somebody can't learn something in six months that's an indicator that they should be kicked out <laughs> so it could be a couple different things not just the inability to hit the load right 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 yeah. it's just a, it be a technical it's, yeah. it's my mailroom test like <laughs> the person could not put the mail together correctly like i showed them i showed them three times the person's out of here that, like, th that goes along with the hr title i mean like, <laughs> you, just go, you know title. i mean i think it's important uh, to I'm recognize that, that down I'm gonna put. A, I'm gonna. I'm buying a human resources tag for my door, and I'm buying a different one for your side. Okay. Of the door. What? I don't know <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Glass. Okay. Yeah. H, <laughs> HR and RH. Yeah. It's just and a poncho. I'm getting you a fucking poncho. Okay. <laughs> like a wool poncho with no hood or. Which is, I think, called a serape or something. <laughs> <laughs> or a pan pancho villa. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you're not allowed pants when you put a poncho on. It's just like a kilt. <laughs> just like a kilt. It's an opposite kilt. It, it, so it's I, a truism. I, I think that's I, called yeah. truism. I'd like to have my poncho come down to at least mid-thigh then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's generous. <laughs> Give yourself more credit than that, Mark. It doesn't need to go that low. Because okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know it's the point in the front that only comes down to the lowest point. So if you say mid-thigh, hey, we're hey, still risky, seeing... That's risky. Yeah, I'm that's, still seeing... I'm, I'm going to see that scar that you got on your hip. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say... I'm still not taking public transportation wearing my poncho is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> or at least not more than once. <laughs> Probably okay in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'll hang out under the bridge over there on the railroad tracks. <laughs> yeah, we got to fit get right a in. Jobs. <laughs> oh, Christ. That, I... <laughs> no, he's uh, where, where were we again? <laughs> fellow's not under the bridge. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Is that where we started? Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> well, I would like to bring up what Craig is best known for um uh, your best yeah, word yeah. is instagram feed <laughs> <laughs> captain 
Are you blushing, Kate? I think it's just the. It's the, it's the red jacket that's. Uh, <laughs> was that you, Michael? <laughs> and if you, I mean, is, would it be appropriate to have a reenactment of that? Lot, and, that guy looks a lot like me, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> he got he. It, we're walking through Leicester Square, and he hadn't told me about this yet. Okay, because I think he thought it would go under the radar. He was just like, ah, like I, I'm, you know. Looking towards big movie projects. Want to be acting. Want to focus on that. But, you know, when the thing comes up, you got to do work. And so we're walking, and he legitimately thinks no one will ever notice this. No one's going to recognize me. I've got a fucking captain hat on and, like, a beard that's dyed and, like, you know, the whole costume. Yeah. And we stop in Leicester Square, and he's like, oh, no. And he looks up, and there's the fucking <laughs> biggest banner with him as Captain Morgan in Leicester Square. And I'm like, when the fuck did you do that? And, like, <laughs> and he just looked at you and went, uh, Captain. Yeah, captain. <laughs> <laughs> Raised my leg and said, Captain. So we are joined by the Captain Morgan. So that this was done. We, we filmed this at the exact same time that I did King Arthur, and I didn't know when it was going to be released because I I oh, I told you the story that I said I don't know when it's going to and it, the, the release date for the advert came out, and um, I thought for King Arthur coming out, you know, I want to be you know hopefully recognised for for, for that, for that <laughs> as opposed to Percival and this other thing and um, Percy and he, Morgan and, and you know and so then um, I just think he showed more range with Captain Morgan yeah yeah so yeah. Captain, <laughs> Captain. I, thanks, thanks for your <laughs> it was tough to remember the lines that was the, <laughs> that was the, that was a difficult thing there um, but but yeah so literally I think it was the day that King Ar the day before King Arthur came out I had the Leicester Square premiere and I'm on the red carpet you know first time oh, red no. carpet premiere or whatever and above me is <laughs> <laughs> the Captain Morgan uh, Captain Morgan poster but that but you know but you know that was the, the thing was we, doubled up. We, we shot that exactly yeah, yeah. We, we, sh down. we shot that on uh, that was on the set for Peaky Blinders they set they, they yeah. shot that actually and that oh, was really? in London yeah and then um, it was, I may not pronounce this properly, but Andre Sukurzala was the the DOP for Usual mm. Suspects and a few other mm. big things. So he, he shot that. And and I guess that's, you know, Guy Ritchie also shot the Hague Club Whiskey advert yeah. with me as well. That was the first, my first step onto a set. And, and you know, you know, joking apart, the, these the, these were amazing experiences for me. It was my first project stepping onto sets, and it, it was amazing to to work on them both. The whiskey one, Captain Morgan. I'm learning about being on set, understanding it all, and getting to meet these guys at a high level. And Guy, obviously, then off the back of that, um, a couple of months later, I got 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 in contact with my agent about coming on and playing Harry was supposed to be my initial character and I think I was possibly meant to die in the original script I don't know After, I was just meant to have one scene and then I got called in um, to a meeting and, and um, was asked to play Sir Percival to play one of the knights of the round table and you know that's you meet these people in, on these sets and it's amazing the work they put in whether, it, whether it's an advert or not it, it shouldn't be dismissed I think especially if, you know at my level as well and I'm, I've been doing this for three years mm -hmm. I met you just after I started three yeah. three and a half years and um, 
these experiences have been amazing for me, you know, along the way, and, and that's something that I kind of treasure as well moving forward. And, and Guy's given me that initial opportunity. I've worked to work with Guy twice within within a year, really. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be forever grateful for that as well. So. Well, that we say, I mean, it's kind of funny because we joke about only because it's Captain Morgan and it's hilarious, but for for the most part, I, I think because we've had this conversation, I think it's relevant to a lot of people that look at movies or people that train and, and set the standard for body image or whatever which you know maybe one day you'll get some big shirtless scene you can be jacked out of your mind but people see that one image and they have this thing in their mind that they need to be this person and like you just described like oh, i played percival i was fucking super huge i gained a bunch of weight i wanted to be imposing big well, beard you know no small guy gets to the round table right <clears throat> i wanted to look like i could just crush people <laughs> <laughs> but then you have this balance where you have these jobs that you have to go do on runways and like modeling and wearing suits. And we had this this conversation early on when I was like, be careful getting big. Like you're, you don't know if that's the image you want to have. Like you don't know if that's the payoff. Like, yeah, the, the one time is cool. I can get huge and be as muscular as possible. But honestly, dude, if wearing a suit and running down – you know well the thing is i'm not doing i mean i, I fell into the kind of modeling side sure, i'm yeah, definitely yeah. not and it was a side thing it's never anything that i've really oh, so wanted, wanted, wanted slash to do model. Yeah, yeah. Let's, slash let, let, let's get rid of the slash yeah definitely not a model but I've, you know <laughs> i was at you know been asked to as michael said to, to work with a couple of brands and wear suits sure. or whatever and but it's never been the priority at all but as michael says i guess you've got to still um everyone has to go to the bank yeah. Well, well, no, so no, you got to take but, jobs. But this, I mean, if jobs like that come up, you're just like, oh yeah, I, I can put that. But hat. take not, modeling, not but it's not. It's not. It's actually not that really because it's not. I mean, I, I think if I had studied acting, moved into this, then it would be a different story. If it doesn't work, I, I, I've been doing this for a short period of time, but I still want to be quite picky about what I do to an extent. And I knew the, the scale of the, those two adverts that I did. I'm proud of them both actually, and I think that's the with those the, the, the guys that I've met and that have worked on it as well you know it's for me I'm very happy that I've done those I've said no to a couple of adverts that I, I spoke to Ross about earlier which we won't mention but you know so, <laughs> some, so you know so I, I'm already at a stage where I'm not going to take everything just to go you know just because I need to go to the bank I, I'm in a position okay. that you know I'm not I'm not making millions at all by any means I'm not at that level I'm not made it as an actor I have tons to learn but I'm not going to take any job, whether it be modelling or acting, mm. just for the sake of it, because I'm hopefully in it for the long game. And if I'm not, then I'll go back and do my old job. So I, I want to, I want to do this um, to to the best level I can and pick jobs that I want to do, characters that I want to play, because then hopefully you get recognised for for playing these roles and, and and doing them well and doing it for the right reasons. And off the back of King Arthur, you know, working with Guy twice, an advert, and then the movie. I wanted to see, well, you know, can I be cast by someone else? And fortunately enough, I was cast by Debbie McWilliams, who terrific casting director and worked on Nightfall in Prague, which was a great series and played a bad guy, very different role. And then worked on Outlander, which came out just the turn of the year there. And again, another bad guy. So, you know, roles that I didn't really expect to be playing. But again, it was fantastic to work on that. And then, you know, I'm now as spoke to michael i can't say too much about it but you know now working in in bollywood playing the lead villain and a playing a, a late 19th century soldier so i go out to mumbai in march and i'm out there till on and off till october and and these are roles i would never have necessarily expected to get at this stage 
and I'm fully aware that you know there could be periods of time where the work doesn't come in, and I don't know. But hopefully during that time, I'm going to be learning, um, keep you know keep working on everything as well, do short films in between, which I have been doing, because um, I think that I find that massively useful as well. Um, you know, to, to keep my hand in, keep myself in front of the camera, um, keep learning along the way. And I've had a lot of advice from people. If you're doing film and TV, just be careful about how much training you do because that's very useful for theatre. But if you want to be a film and TV actor, they're two very different disciplines, you know. And that's oh, interesting. Uh, so they, they, they are very different. One's a lot bigger, obviously, and theatrical. Uh, and one can be a lot more subtle in terms of film and TV at times. Uh, and that's these aren't my words. I'm, I've been in the industry for three years, so I'm not telling people how to act <laughs> by any means. But I, I, I'm learning. I'm picking things up along the way, and um, I think that's that's the curve that I'm on just now. That I certainly won't want to just do a job just to, to kind of go to the bank and pick up a job. Sure. I'd love to try and whether or not it's a short film, not paying an awful lot of money. If it's a character I like and I want to 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 display some work then I'll do the role you know so I, I can't be too picky in that way so. and I think a lot of times you know as much care and energy and attention and, and, and money in some respects at least per minute <laughs> or something um, goes into to commercials mm -hmm. as goes into you know TV and film yeah. um, and just to say that you know what when uh, I was worked with Zach on a couple of different car commercials and realized that, that you know he's not giving you know he's going it's no, no there's no half-assed effort with no. a, with him you know in anything mm -hmm. but some of those commercials were just were i mean they're beautiful to look at and 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 everything that by the time i worked on a movie with him was, nothing was a surprise because all yeah. of that same stuff went in the commercials yeah. and then the um uh, big commercial that i did or for this Hollywood brand cigarettes where we went ice, you know, climbed icebergs in the, uh, just off the, uh, the Antarctic peninsula. Um, I mean, that was a three, you know, we were on a boat for two and a half weeks down there, went across the Drake passage from Ushuaia and huge crew of people. And that, I mean, and that's like for a minute and 15 or a minute and 30 second sort of advertisement that goes at, would play ahead of movies in some different countries where they sold this particular brand of cigarettes. Um, and, uh, um, and that was like an, another huge budget kind of mm. thing with all of the same mechanisms in place, all of the same, you know, f weight riding on the outcome in a way. So it's not like, Oh, I did this commercial and I was, you know, no, no, and, I mean, and it was a kind of a casual thing. No, you could, you could, you learn a lot I, about yeah. who does what and, mm what the responsibilities are and your responsibilities are when to be in the way when not to be in the way who to, i mean it, it's a it's a it's a i think those kinds of things are really regardless of what job you are doing they're an incredible uh, way of going to school or or to just to come up with a, a and it doesn't matter what the brand is is behind it to have a concept that entertains people to pay attention to what they're trying to sell is a I mean, ghostly craft. There's very few things that can be pulled off. And I think, I mean, as an example, the Captain Morgan thing makes you laugh. And that is an, that's a very difficult thing to pull off. The production value that goes behind that is no joke. 
I think that's that you've got to remember. I mean, although you know, you look at those two adverts, mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie directing one of them, John Matheson, the DOPs, done Gladiator and various massive <laughs> movies, Mark Wolf doing the aerial shots in his helicopter for that advert. He's done all the Bond movies, you know. So that's the, and I, I remember looking at that. I stepped back, just what you Step said, Mark, about knowing when to step back. Ste- stepping back, seeing Guy Ritchie behind the monitor and John Matheson, you know, the camera, Mark Will flying a helicopter in the air, a triumph flying through Glencoe in Scotland. And that was a kind of instrumental moment in crystallizing this dream of becoming an actor a little bit and I remember that quite clearly in my head going when we finish this advert I'm going to quit my job move to London try and get an agent let's see what happens and before that there was a period of a few months where it's oh geez you know I've studied a master's degree in sports science physiology I've done an advanced diploma in sports massage I've done my UKSCA strength and conditioning qualification is this a complete waste of time moving you're way more qualified I, than us I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was thinking like oh wow, wow is this is this crazy but I really wanted to do it when I was younger and I suppose none of my friends none of my family were actors and looking back that's the only thing that I possibly regret but I suppose when you're younger you do look around what's your friend doing what are you doing what did you pick as a course you know your your older brother your family you look for that advice no one I spoke to said I'm an actor I'm doing really well you know so so it never really seemed it seemed like a distant dream which for any young actors I would say don't don't do that you know if you if you want to do something chase it go for it so I'm, I'm very lucky in some ways that this came back round for me and the opportunity uh, came up and hopefully it keeps going but that was a clear moment where what's the worst that can happen you know like I just come back and go back to Scotland and do my job and I wanted to give it a try and I feel already having done even the one movie with with, with Arthur and Guy that that was a incredible opportunity a great workshop like you said you learn i was on set for six months learning from guys like jude law eric banna jimon hunso charlie hunnam um aiden gillen um you know even working with guy and these guys that was a six month workshop for me that i've learned i learned yeah. i learned a lot at my yeah. at my stage you know those actors have been doing it for 20 years and but for for me, that was a, a huge acceleration there to, to, to learn. And whenever I was told, Craig, you've got a couple of hours off or half an hour off, you can go back to your trailer, go do it. I always wanted to stay on set if I could, you know. And obviously, you have to know the times when to step away yeah. and not get in the way of people. And But, you know, I would try and not ask too many questions, but just watch and be aware and, and listen. And you're looking at the etiquette and how people deal with each other on set and everything. It's it's a huge machine, you know, and I'm a small cog in this beast of a machine, whether or not it's King Arthur, Nightfall, um, Outlander and, and, and the movie I'm doing now. You've got to be what you guys said yesterday and over the weekend, open-minded to taking things in in fitness or in the acting world. I will never, ever be the complete actor. I've never been the complete fitness coach or whatever as well. You're, I love learning from you guys over the weekend again you take things in and you know although i'm not in the fitness world per se now it's been hugely immensely useful for my acting career as well because that's a part of it that i love having to bulk up for roles and train for roles and you know i put on a lot of size initially for king arthur but then i realized wow i'm actually a bit too blocky you know and mm. from my from my training i never i never trained a knight of the round table so I, it was always yeah. olympic athletes <laughs> in commonwealth so i had to learn that I, right hold on i need to swing a sword i need to jump on and off a horse i need to move well so that was when i introduced things like my tie boxing and you know a um, little bit of jiu-jitsu and things and and, and it's it's a huge uh, 
important part of it. It's fitness is massive. It's maybe particularly for the roles I'm I'm doing, it's always been important, and it is for this role now. Well, this as well. is one of the early conversations we had when we we're talking about like, in I guess it's no real secret because I've seen multiple articles on it. But Craig is was up for James Bond to bring the James Bond back to the the Scottish flavor. And one of the things why I mentioned the suit thing with the not to you know not as the modeling thing, but the, as to be in a suit and to be physically imposing, but then to be wear a suit and have are, that suit look good are mm-hmm. two totally different things. And that that's why I mean, from coming from me advising people, I mean, we do things of a physical nature. Yeah, it'd be cool to train everybody to be a big burly like dude that can rip doors off of things and is physically impressive, but. The smarter thing, and that's where the advice came from, was like, you want to calm down on like being this physical thing at all times, and think of it as longevity-wise. Um, you're already a physical guy. You're already athletic. You can already jump, run, lift big, heavy weights. More of it should be set on what's the aesthetic? What am I capable of? Can I move well? Can I do this stuff well? And that's kind of where we set out when we did start finally training was like fill in the gaps to where you're not you're not moving the best or where you have injuries previously or or and it, again it points to even when given the opportunity with somebody that wants to run with a bunch of horsepower and could have the potential to be seen on screen and like oh look what a badass it is are i was taught early on to actually do the right thing and make sure that person is healthy make sure that person moves well make sure you're actually thinking about their career not just the thing that will make you look good cuz yeah. Just I, that's hard for me to be like, oh look what I did! He's wearing a suit, and people look how good he looks, guys. Yeah, he looks so awesome in that suit, and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And well, it's not it's not the it's not the priority, but sure. it's great to do. You know, and that's the thing for King Arthur. My my thing was to try and not have this sense of inadequacy, or you know, to try and be big and physical. That was very important to me to to have that on screen. Mm. So the the suit thing, like you know, looking in shape, was massively. It was secondary, and it still is now. So if a role comes up, they want me to bulk up for, I'll I'll go all in and and I'll do it. But if it's not relevant, there's no need for me to continuously eat six thousand calories a day and bulking and up and exactly what the, you say. I think it's part of the transformation too that makes it astounding. Exactly. Like yeah, a, yeah, you gotta yeah, allow yourself the opportunity to actually become something that you, mm-hmm. you didn't know you could become. Mm-hmm. We always talk about it like the story that people see on screen is only half of yeah. what was told behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's usually less than half. The the transformation that we see from people that you know might not even make it on the film that worked on the film behind the scenes that story is actually what people would care about if we were able to tell it correctly and if i'm just walking around as like this you know shredded 220 pound monster all the time people will never you don't give people a chance to say that hey i can change my circumstance like i'm not you know the rock walking around all the time and i only have one cheap mill every 10 years (laughs) crushed broccoli and the day yeah. and I wake up at 530 on my private jet whatever the fucking thing is I could go off for a little bit but <laughs> but the rock's a good guy come on you know I don't know that can you smell what I, he's cooking <laughs> I'm sure he's a, a love and he works hard obviously it shows but there's no transformative process going there it's just one thing from the next showing the same thing and I think I think also you put yourself in a box because if you walk around being the big guy 
mm-hmm. there you're just el- going to be el- and your field you're going to be eliminated from a bunch of roles yeah. but, whereas if you if you're walking around weight is somewhere in between they're like yeah you could could you lose a little weight for this role maybe not christian bale machinist but <laughs> you know <laughs> but or or could you go back to being the big guy and so you're just more marketable and you you have more opportunity he was my- really saying he wanted to play dick cheney He's like, I can roll a belly. I, like, could just you, air and feed yeah. me the steaks. You heard it, your first Dick Cheney part two. Big <laughs> ones in. Give me a shout. The Paisley diet. The <laughs> Paisley diet. But I, I, think, I think that's the thing. As long as you're willing to change. The, the funny thing is for me, the transformation has actually been from going from the big guy to this size. I'm leaning up for this role playing a soldier now. And it's... And that's that's what people seem to think has been the transformation. Whereas actually, I'm probably closer to the the size and natural rest and, 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 and actually, you know, the, the facial hair and, mm. and everything is is back to where I was before I was acting. But I grew in facial hair a little bit, and you know, they saw some rugby pictures and they were like, "Oh, geez, maybe you could bulk up for that role." So when I started, that was how I kind of looked when I came to London, if you mm. like. And um, so now changing it up people are like oh right okay you can maybe play that guy or this guy and there is the argument that if it's not broken why change it and for me at an early stage maybe the the beard was the thing that got me noticed for king arthur because you know i hadn't done any work before that so there, there must have been an element of that in fairness that the physicality and the beard and so on so um you know it's always going to be useful to be willing to do that but i think what ross said there you've got to um be willing to kind of change it up and not be pigeonholed or, but i think this goes beyond role. acting like the, the, this is you might be you know taking for granted the opportunity to look mm-hmm. at your specific scenario in the next year what project am i going to be on how do i how can i physically be prepared for that project it would look a lot like a professional athlete that changes sports or yeah. you know people that actually have things that they want to accomplish that this is not just like a you know, I have a private chef, I have an acting company, I pay for, you know, the company pays for me to change my ways. This is bleeding into people's um, actual desire, which is I can't change my circumstances or I don't have a reason to, but a role comes up and you need to be somebody different. You're actually highlighting a process that people want to play out in their real life, which is I want to be somebody different. And and one of the sort of means of changing one's psychology is to change one's appearance it's the it's like oh i go through this physical process and by way of doing these physical things whether it's adding weight subtracting weight you know just shifting any kind of body composition is i i think a pretty meaningful way to become that character or the person that who who you want to become and it's one of those things that we we can actually manipulate yeah, I, I believe massively in that. I mean, when I put on all that size and I had this massive beard, stepping on set, I think I do believe you feel like you become Sir, Sir Percival or yeah. Sir Lancelot or King Arthur, whoever it is. I, whatever character in any movie you play, I, I do think there's a huge confidence that comes with that. Um, maybe consciously, subconsciously, but I think you know if I was to take 25 kilograms of muscle off clean shaven i think it, you would feel different stepping on set you know it makes it makes a huge difference it does actually mm-hmm. dialogue or not you know i think that 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 was something for me that gave me a bit of confidence for that role to feel like i was becoming that character and that's mm-hmm. kind of um kind of what happened but you know like there'll be lots of actors across the board that i'm sure well, people could the afford way, themselves the same kind of transformative process i would suggest going from competitive road cyclist to a competitive 94 kilo weightlifter mm-hmm. 
that is enough yeah. change to recognize yeah. <laughs> something that may, you have you have to approach the world differently. Yeah, yeah. like you, it's, yep. it's, yeah, you just Close. yeah, yeah. yeah. In some, hey, my wardrobe changed, man. That <laughs> sucked. It does. Uh, I mean, one of the things clothes. we had on Uncle with Henry was okay. We're mm. it, like that was supposed to basically. I mean, it's supposed to wrap that, and then within six weeks or mm-hmm. eight weeks start shooting yeah. you know batman versus superman and and it's like okay on uncle not for that movie but for the one that's coming up um and to and have this sort of ongoing um i'll just use air quotes <clears throat> a discussion with the wardrobe department <laughs> and the tailor uh, i want to say mr timothy everest is the tailor um of like look you can't you can't do your job for the next movie without affecting this one that we are on. I mean, to go back to what Michael's saying about I mean, certain physical characteristics, you know, they don't look that great in a suit. Yeah. Like you need like a, a suit and the way that you move in a suit is a very pretty specific thing. And it's very, and that's quite different from um, Call L's suit. His, <laughs> which his kind of suit. moved you know with him rather than mm. actually prevent being of of a certain type of fabric that prevented movement Oops, and, that, and that's blew the crotch out the <laughs> <laughs> uh, big revelation um i was saying this to craig the other day so there's i work i used to work at the the biggest menswear store in the world so i would essentially measure people up for suits and be able to put, walk in and pick off off the rack and say oh you're a, you're a 44 regular or whatever else mm. um but the Strathclyde rugby team came in and <laughs> we are no longer in the realm of 44 regular no we are we are really not <laughs> because it was gra- it was graduation and so a bunch of them had come in and you could i mean you just couldn't make them look good just like you need a custom suit yep. because you're all traps you know you've got this battle chest you've Light got stuff. an ass and thighs yeah. Your the, waist is small, but your legs are big. Yeah, and so and there's a six inch drop from shoulders to hips. Yeah. That's on like so that's your standard suit size. That is not the case with the rugby player, unless you're like a fat prop. Yeah, um, yeah. but I guess it's, it goes back to what you were saying about the suit. You know, the priority isn't for me the, the modelling side to look yeah. good, but if it's in an act, if you're making an acting yeah, point, yeah. if it's a a movie like. Just to just to go back again, you mentioned James Bond. Like James Bond. Bond has not been uh, I've not been approached to be Bond just because you'd mentioned yeah, that earlier on. But but, yeah. but, but it's been, uh, yeah, it was mentioned in a couple of articles. But it usually but, starts but point, in the tabloids first. And yeah, I've read yeah. three now to get to get on to get on the radar. So yeah, so, yeah well, I guess going into that, whether it's that role or any role, you that would be where it would matter to me that I look right for what they want in the suit. Yeah. That, that's yeah. where it becomes important. Nothing to do with a, a photo shoot. Or, sure. you know, mm-hmm. Hopefully I look how they want to look. If it's if it's a photo shoot for your Esquires, your GQs, you mm-hmm. know, all that stuff. But the main priority is that if it's how you look for, for the apparatus. You can't be James Bond without looking good in a suit. Yeah, it's quite crucial. Well, they, well, they did, you think when, I was very skeptical when they cast Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, in the first one because going from layer cake if you've seen layer cake yeah, yeah, yeah. very very thin wiry I'm yeah. like you just are not going to have this screen presence and then it came out of the water and, and you're, you're like, just like oh holy <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh, but uh, that was clearly shot at a different time than all this, the sure. scenes um, where he was in a suit sure because that I mean it was a very different body <laughs> what are you trying to say Mark 
<laughs> just that it would, there was uh, just obviously some attention paid mm -hmm. um, to produce the look when he came out of the sure. water. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, right. That was different from you know the attention paid to create the look where tailored. he's in and a, it was a, a beautiful a, tailored suit. And it's been interesting to watch over the arc. They've kind of given up on mm. the physicality yeah. of him and are much more focused on on the suit. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's just more interesting. I mean, it's easier to sell a watch and a suit than it is fitness and a car. Fitness can't co-sponsor or do product placement in a what? what James Bond doesn't sponsor by Reebok. <laughs> <laughs> weird, just weird. So, so Craig, what is the ultimate? What, what's your ultimate rule? Is it Bond? Is that the where you'd like I've arrived? Or I've ticked that box of someone I'd always like to, to be. I think growing up, we've spoken a lot. Michael's going to fall asleep here, but because I've told him about this a lot. But growing up, I mean, Christopher Reeve was like my, I loved watching the, the Superman movies, and then obviously that's why I'd been watching Mark's videos as well, and I was so interested in that and watching how Christopher Reeve trained and the the suit that he wore, and he was actually told he was too small for the role initially in his training regime and so on. And, and looking at, at what you were doing, that was always... I mean, it's a t really a, a tough call when you got to wear your underpants on the outside. <laughs> on the outside, yeah. yeah that's, that's just it's not ideal. You meant something it, else by you're too small. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess, you know, growing up, that was, um, you know, Superman was, was the ultimate. And James Bond, they were the two roles, you know, almost dreaming of being an actor. Um, you heard James it here first, and Superman. <laughs> Sorry? Superman or Bond, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Either or would be fine. No, but, you know, that's the thing. I think, you know, I have to be realistic as well. And, you know, um, I would love to be to be Bond. It's probably a distant dream. But you, I, I suppose the position I'm in now, anything can, I'm of the opinion that anything can happen because if you said to me, Three years ago, <clears throat> Craig, you'll be an extra in Guy Ritchie's King Arthur movie. I would be like, you know, love to be a part of that. I love Guy's movies, yep. you know, and um, superb. So to be a knight of the round table and um, to be now with a good agent in London and doing these projects consistently, I'm very grateful. I'm very happy to be the position I'm in. Would never have expected it. So, you, you know, I'm already <laughs> kind of surpassed that. Feeling. So who knows who knows what's going to happen um i'm very ambitious i want to go as far as i can in the industry and do the jobs that i play these characters that i'm, I'm talking about you know i love I, I love watching how these guys train for the roles your 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 hugh jackman's for wolverine and chris hemsworth for these movies and obviously um how you train henry as well was a massive interest to me and um and that was before I even moved into the acting world. But, you know, so that was something that I really followed and I enjoy that. I enjoy the training side. It's not a it's not a nightmare for me to, to get up and I loved going in and training during that because you have that goal and I absolutely love doing it, getting up at 5 a.m., getting in the gym. There's a, I've got a passion for it from doing it when I was younger, playing mm -hmm. rugby and after as well. That I, I love doing it and trying to do it for a goal. We for, just converted ball way. sports is all we did. So... I, yeah, we now spike ball is life for real oh, yeah. it's a great warm-up that as like, <laughs> hey, what are you it's, talking it's about warm-up warm we go into train <laughs> he came out i, I was coaching yeah, two, two hours later i, I came i was coaching <laughs> two hour warm-up i was coaching in la and, and and craig was like oh, i'll come out and visit you so he just came and stayed with me for a month and we did nothing but listen to 80s music two weeks and we're supposed to train hard <laughs> and we were like yeah, yeah let's get some good training in every fucking day spike ball and we're like 
You look like an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> the Spike, worst wait, trainer so, ever. Wait, 80s music, spike ball and ice cream. Yeah, throwing a coffee in there as well. You're, you're living the dream. No, it's living not just dream. ice cream, it's salt and straw. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we found it on accident. We were like walking down, you know, doing get a coffee. Oh, what's this? Oh, look, they have ice cream. Well, the queue was like Disneyland as well. It was like, yeah, and the we're door, like, well, right? it must Two be worth queue. it. Yeah. And we, we, we did the... the and ha- has it no, used I, I would Disney. So if the line goes out the door, it must be free. That's what, it must be That's free. Only That's People don't care about quality. They don't <laughs> care about opportunity. Exactly. So we ended up, we played these games. And, and Craig is a true, like, ball sports person. I am not. I'm like a, a gym rat. Like, I'm good at gym stuff. You can tell, like, you put a ball in his hand, he starts, like, juggling shit and, like, doing tricks without ever having touched the ball before. And you're like, ah, fuck. Fuck, he's like a real athletic person. I guess I'm gonna lose. No, yeah, so we have this in Scotland. We have this, it's we the ha- cheapest thing you can give a child to entertain himself with. Go Are pick we- that in the rain. <laughs> hey, look, kids, it's raining. You're like, we live in Scotland, Dad. Yeah. We get it. Um, so we had this one game that we had picked up while we were there called One Touch, and the idea like there's a basketball a hoop. game as well. There's a there's a basketball hoop, and the object is to. You know, you have a couple, however many people, doesn't matter, but you get one opportunity to kick the ball into the basketball hoop and then it goes to the next person. And so we heard about this game. We're like, we played for a little bit. I was like, this is fucking impossible. Didn't Zach play something like that? Something. Yeah. yeah I think Zach played something like that. Similar. He was kicking a football into a basketball hoop. In American football, (laughs) approximately 22 meters. Yeah. (laughs) Across and into the basketball. No, he's, just, he, he's just like combining U.S. ball sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But the, but the funny thing is, so he had this going ongoing competition with Eunice actually right. to see who could get it in first. And I can uh, see Eunice and, being competitive there. Oh, as well. you, no! Like <laughs> d- days, level, yeah. you know, they rap, and she's in there. And finally, I think she filmed herself doing it. And I don't <laughs> know who did it first, but they both eventually did it. Um, but it was like an, a, a, an actual spoken competition. But I think when she finally did it, it was like one in the morning or something. And she was in the in the gym just <laughs> practicing and practicing. The, and the people, the, I'm not joking. We, we were like, oh, this seems like a fun game. Let's use it as a warm up. Three and a half hours later, we're still playing this fucking thing. We're so sore because we're it's just us running around this fucking gym. We haven't trained at all. But we've been doing stuff for three and a half hours and, yeah. that, and that's where it leads to it's yeah. like but we played that what was it kind of killer basketball yeah. and if you yeah it was was it air squats or burpees i don't know yeah i mean we'll, i didn't we'll, do we'll any so in, i don't remember we'll, we'll mix in training <laughs> once in a while but that was one of the re- like the the month craig was with me in la and we were just fucking around we were actually doing fun stuff we just weren't doing any like well a little bit of training here and there. Actually, we were training pretty hard. <laughs> we trained quite hard. Yeah, we did. And then I broke two Seems toes playing spike ball <laughs> <laughs> at the beach. I continued to play of and course. won, by the way, with two broken toes. <laughs> spike ball is life. I don't. I don't yeah. quit. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Whole, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Kind of. <laughs> you know. But. The the boy. It's actually in a, on a serious note. It's like it, Craig was one of those people that he likes to play games and it actually alleviates the seriousness of it, which makes it fun to train again. And he's willing to kind of do whatever, which is another um, rare trait for people. Because we get you know CrossFitters in here and they only want to cross. We get endurance people and they just want to sit on the fucking bike. I.e. Joe. They, nobody wants to be uncomfortable and do something. And I mean. 
talk about I'll, I'll i'll display the amount of discomforting things that have put craig through okay so he showed up in murph that was his first workout. In, in borrowed day shoes. one. In borrowed Mark. shoes and some, yeah. some shorts or whatever. And then uh, it just went, uh, what was the first, uh, I made you do a girl's workout, by the 150 wall, Karen. I made you do Karen. Yeah, you're yeah. like, what is it? So and I was like, 150 wall balls. And you're like, how should I do it? And I was like, just do it. So he just started throwing the ball. And about 100 later, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we had some fun times. And then. In LA, it was like, hey, come to this breathing class. And you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. He shows up and he does this hypertropic, fucking trippy breathing. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing to me? But he always, at every moment, can jump into whatever we're doing and have fun doing it. And just imagine how much better you're, you know, if you've got to train for your job, how much better it is if you're into it. <laughs> As opposed to if it's like so fucking miserable, man. They made me do this, and I had to get up at this time, and <laughs> then I had to eat this stuff. Then I had to, really I had to eat. lose sixty pounds. It was just completely. Like, it was oatmeal <laughs> without candied walnuts. Just yeah. oatmeal. That's it. That's yeah. all that was in it. <laughs> like I'm just like a sad clown being, you know. It is, <laughs> and it's true. It really is true. And you see that when, when you can see when people fake it, and I'll tell you how. Like. After the movie ends, they don't look good. It, How about fairly when you four, rapidly after? Yeah. The end How about four <laughs> days in between when they get time off to go somewhere in Europe? It was oh, fuck. ten so, days. Oh, sorry, sorry, ten <laughs> days. No, the, the for, was that the beached whale sighting? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that happily, <laughs> happily not my responsibility at that time. Uh, but it, you were laughing. Oh, it's for, for sure, laughing. But but the, <laughs> but we had. I, I felt pretty crying. good about myself at crying. the time. So we sh for uh, on the original three hundred, the Christmas like the last thing you want to hear that happens in the middle of your the movie that you're training people for is hiatus. Oh, right. Especially yeah. if it's a Christmas. holiday, as in Christmas and New Year's hiatus. And so I, I think we started actually shooting early November and then probably got six weeks in or something yeah. like that of, of, of filming. And then people split for two weeks and then came back and we had another four to finish. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be so awful. And try to send people away with, you know, various things, you know, here's some recipes, you know, to cook like stuff that you're not. Did no, they come back and you're like, you obviously ate muffins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously are a muffin. <laughs> and, and, and actually the, the baked part of the muffin is your leather underpants. And then the, the overflow off the top, the part that looks kind of like a cook, a, a cupcake. That's the top of your, I mean, a, a, some people came back and obviously had um, in, indulged. And there were others who came back and, and realized that, oh man, my costume is leather underpants. I really can't. You know, I can probably wait till the end of January when we wrap to have yeah, my holiday yeah, as yeah. opposed to. So, and it's just a, you know, it's a dedication question or something or not getting wrapped up in the, in the, you know, the fury of the holiday, uh, whatever. I was just say, what's that, what's that word? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, yeah, consumption, yeah. Um, uh, celebration, something. But, but it's happened on a couple of jobs where the Christmas hiatus has fallen in there and we're just like, fuck, this is. Yeah. Not it's never useful. Yeah, it's, I mean it's just it's hard because you know we put a premium on controlling the environment and 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 having that be part of the you know a big you know much of the length of the lever that we can, you know we can we can push or pull on to manipulate someone 
um, is in that environment and the social circumstance that we build in to it. And then to turn them loose on their own in, you know, into something. It's not like they're just leaving in, you know, March hmm. when there's not, you know, these social expectations and, and, and habits that go with, you know, like candy canes and cookies yeah, and yeah. eggnog and shit like that. You know, that's not going down in March. So. Yeah, somebody's got to take two weeks off, and at another time of year, it's a lot easier. But during that holiday period, uh, you strap a rocket to the pendulum and shoot it across. To uh, the other side, you mentioned something about the lever and how to manipulate somebody, and I think that it just dawned on me that's like that's something that we've never actually had to. We don't have to manipulate Greg. I just, hey, try this, and he's like. You know, hold my beer. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's hold my hold my captain. Of water. Yeah, hold my captain Morgan's <laughs> it, really, it really is like that, and maybe because that's I said this. Uh, we mentioned this a while ago, but that's how I define my friends. Like my, it's not that they want to do shit. Nobody wants to do these shitty workouts. It's that when you mention them. Like I mentioned to Mark just in passing, like I was thinking about doing like Murph three times in a row and he's like, oh God, you fucking idiot. And then he was like, how do you think you'd break that up? Like yeah. he's curious, <laughs> even though he doesn't want to do it. And this is the thing. It's like, I mentioned something to Craig and he will be like, oh, I was thinking about doing this. And he goes, oh, when do we start? Yeah. And you're like, 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 when do we get stupid? Like, I want more people around that I don't have to manipulate into or like trick into or, you know, devise a thing. It's it, Although I'll bitch about it for the next six months. Like, Mark's like, you know, today's the last day for Crusher to sign up. And it was like, damn it. No, it's the only day. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the only like nine hour window to sign up. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to. And I'm glad that there's people that will like put those things in front of me because I know I don't want to do them. But the fact that they're available and I have the chance to do them, my future self will hate me. But my future future self will like that I had the experience. And you're quite convincing. Like You casually throw these things out. You're like, hey, you want to you just hop in? No, <laughs> like it's, it's it'll a be, funny it'll be question. Quick. Do you it'll, want to? It'll, 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 it'll be quick. Ross is Ross is like, ah, oh, I don't have training clothes. Ross, I keep training clothes in my in the office. Yeah. Oh yeah, so I, I like no, but the fun, here, here's I'm like okay, okay no that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. that when I was in, first of all, you convinced me to do deadlifts, deficit deadlifts. Yeah, because I then, know that'll that'll get you. You're like yeah, oh, and and then I'm done. And I'm like off the side. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, oh, Aaron and I are just going to do this like little 20 minute thing. You should just jump in. So you got it just, high. Just a qualifier. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, well you what is You took him it? to the mall. <laughs> yeah. I forget how many. It was like, was it six rounds? And it was like four exercises. And then you had to finish with cleans, as many cleans as possible at yeah. 135. And I'm like, that doesn't sound that bad. Not, not just nice, come for one drink just one drink and they're like you can leave after one drink and then oh, it's the, it, well dude you're already here it, you might as well so have a shot about with it. us he's just like you know I mean it's just only 20 minutes it'll be fast yeah yeah and then it took me two hours to recover afterwards <laughs> I go back to the office <laughs> like like a t-shirt and jeans <laughs> like my hair's matted to my head I'm and I've, I'm somewhere between purple white and red you know <laughs> <laughs> Looking like I've just woken up, you know, like my eyes are all puffy and people are like, that must have been a wild lunch. 
<laughs> oh, you have no idea. Like, yeah, I didn't eat anything. I was yeah. like, were you wrestling the I bear to get your food. lunch? <laughs> you know. So, so he's very good at that. Or I'm just really gullible. <laughs> All right. It could be a little bit of both. A little bit of thunder. I was, was going to say he, 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 he had a good good guide <laughs> yeah, I, like, don't, I don't mean to brag but yeah somebody it, dangling something and like i'm just gonna go over here and put this shiny thing <laughs> if you touch it and get caught on the hook with inside your mouth it's your own fault exactly but i'm gonna hang this really tasty bait on it <laughs> but i have never resented you for it no so of course not and we'll never make you feel shit i can't guarantee mm, that. yeah you will <laughs> feel bad I won't don't make guarantee, you don't feel guarantee. bad for joining it. Like whenever you join in, no matter what the outcome is, we're just happy that people jumped in voluntarily, like semi-voluntarily. I mean, I think the question, <laughs> the series of questions goes like this. Hey, would you like to do this? The answer is no. And then are you going to do this? And, and the then answer is yes. And every once in a while you get some sick, twisted individual in your area that you like, he doubled down on experiences like yeah. our friend Trevor right here who just reminded me that we should do Dante's triathlon on Friday and really try to hit 2,000 calories. Zero point of reference, but okay. Two hours, three machines. We're oh, thinking... No, no, I understand what's involved, oh. but in terms of physically, oh. zero like, point so of reference. So we worked it out like this. Put pennies in your mouth and do some <clears throat> And just start now. We're changing it. We're, cha we're changing oh. the form. The format right now is two hour, um, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 40, 30, 20. And then that's one round between all three machines, uh, skier, biker, rower. We're going to change it because the, the, the kicker there isn't the pace necessarily. It's the transition. You lose six minutes in transition, which is just a fucking waste of time. So instead, we're saying Dante's triathlon is you have to accumulate 666 calories on each machine, which would be 21 something. So Knowing good. that people won't hit it, but they might get to 2,000. But, <laughs> so and then this is like, maybe we'll make a reward for this, like a t-shirt. If you can hit 666 calories in a two-hour period on the three different machines, there might be a... A T-shirt associated oh, with it. Associated like, that says the devil's triangle. You know the meaning of the devil's triangle. <laughs> <laughs> you do now. Yeah. yeah. So, so, the, so, Craig, are you extending again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I can't. I can't, I can't say no. <laughs> As we discussed, I can't say no. I mean, cancel that flight. Give me, give me a minute. Based yeah. on the 50 burpee pull-ups I did today, I'm not ready to do that yet. So I was going to say, this is where we press pause. And go do something and then come back and continue recording? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'll be right back. Hold my beer. Yeah. Or my coffee or, or whatever. Yeah, keep it warm or flat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We still, uh, speaking of beer, I don't think we've ever really put together the one one minute all out beer effort yet. Uh, that's, um, we just need a sheet of plastic to put in front of the... <laughs> Yeah, I don't want, <laughs> there's already puke in the bathroom from the weekend. I don't want it on the machine. Yeah, who was that? Yeah. Someone needs to own up here. Come I on. Don't who, know. Who I blame Joe, even though he yeah, doesn't remember, I think which is a perfect that's excuse, a perfect excuse, excuse well, for it. Yeah, generally, yeah. how it happens, yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. It, unless you wake up in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't think you did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know who like. puked in the sink on but Sunday morning when I came in. I had to do some sink cleaning. 
And Sunday. Oh. Yeah, Sunday morning. <coughs> in the sink. Yeah, oh, and there dear. was some blood as well. Oh, so it's either so a bloody wild. nose or something's really not that well. My goodness. What is going on? What a tough seminar. event center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that didn't, like, that wasn't part of the whole plumbing issue where it backed no, up from... No, that, that, fortunately, <laughs> I think there would have been, like, Dexter-esque shit stains on the wall. <laughs> you know? But if that was the case. But no, it, it was very much like somebody's been sick and I don't think they're very well, so... Don't look at me. I, I've been I, sick, but I, 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 I'm just trying. I, I wasn't looking at you oh, okay. like it was you. I was looking at you the inquisitively. <laughs> oh. Please tell me it wasn't me. That was the oh. look I was giving you. No, I, I, I mean, how was the 7 a.m. session? It, well, it was just. Oh, that's it, your answer. It's body flow, right? <laughs> he did, he did yeah, his body, body flow very quickly. He just did body flow. <laughs> and uh, maybe somebody flowed right the way into the bathroom. <laughs> we only did one hard workout for the. Um, for the symposium crew and it was hard as relative we let people off pretty easy yeah it wasn't until afterwards where you start to look, look at rep accumulation where you're like oh that was quite a lot sure <laughs> that was more than i thought i was doing because i was only looking at the number that was sure. right in front of me not what had gone before if picked so. correctly you should be somewhere between 15 and 18 reps per minute for 30 minutes if you choose the if you select the correct weight or, <coughs> or or movements or movements yeah, okay yeah. Yeah. let's find out <laughs> uh, oh no oh no 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 heavier stuff will be closer to 13 no you must have, you must have been lifting real heavy then Ross that's what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, so I, I i accumulated just about 270 something reps oh okay which so was yeah, so that's the was that twenty seven. What did you What did you get up to? Was it twenty nine times three? Yeah, that would be twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, so I, I was I was at the top of thirty when I when the whistle went. What did you get? Ten a minute. Ten a minute. And you were uh, clean. So that same one. Yeah, you 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 cycled through a couple of exercises because you did kettlebell that was clean. No, that was, uh, ben. Oh, was that just Ben? Yeah. Another thing that, uh, that how's you, your grip? Yeah, that's you what did we a did. hand clean and a burpee. Yeah, oh, oh my traps. Yeah, are yeah hand clean and burpee. Yeah, so but but I did it as a, I, I tried to do five rest, five rest, five. You know, obviously as I got up to the eighteen, twenty one, twenty. It was a and so, yeah, that was. I, I also a, did. I'm like, I can just do five, like five on yeah, the trot, and you look at Aaron and Zach. Zach was doing one drop, one yeah, drop, one, yeah. and keeping that consistent yeah. pace. We both got to the same level, but that's what we discussed. You know, yeah. what's the best strategy there? We both got to the same place, but but we were hanging out. But maybe, maybe longevity—if you do that every week or every second week—whose body's going to be in, in bits after it? Between me and Zach, you know, mm. and that's that. You know, I, I thought doing five, having a breathe, having a breather, go again was the right way. But Zach just was consistent, yeah. doing one, 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 one throughout the whole thing. So. He's a crossfitter. Game oh, fun. It's fun. It's all good fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there yeah. was a point to, it besides the beatdown that it was, because a thirty-minute workout yeah. is can be, it can be hard. Yeah, 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 but it was well, the nice thing about it. You is mean it doesn't need to be twenty minutes number. to be hard? <laughs> Overachiever, uh, <laughs> but but it was nice because it, it was a very specific frame of reference for the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. now we'll flip flop it, yep. and then we'll see how you do. Well, the other guys did what assault bike and push ups as well, and that's yeah. a good way to do it. And that's what Paul 
and his wife were talking about yeah, it. that's it. good they can do it. they can do that together right mm -hmm. and they've just started training so you can use that structure for any it's the gift that gives to everybody yeah although it paul's really is. training is it's like one training session at the non-profit event center surgery <laughs> <sighs> That, although that wasn't the cause, it was just the <laughs> aggravator for it. So we haven't hurt anybody yet. No, we haven't killed anybody yet. <laughs> oh. That's two very different things. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. For I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm at least once a week. I get hurt in here. Yeah, yeah feeling I'm hurt all the fucking time. <laughs> but it, but it, that's it happens <laughs> in the office, not <laughs> out in the gym. <laughs> Mine usually happens somewhere else, and then I come here and bitch about it. <laughs> and then another piece of strange stretching equipment like appears out in the gym and michael's like <laughs> a weird I, yeah yes. we have been exploring some very there is some stuff that craig he was watching today and he was like mm -mm. we were doing some weird stuff this is the first time i've seen craig kind of be like i'm gonna go over here and do some bicep and, and, curls. And not. <laughs> <laughs> well the, the thing is you, you've seen me when i finished filming and we were, you know, hanging yeah. out, playing, you know, diving around the beach, playing spike ball. <laughs> because I've got this movie coming up, first time working in Bollywood, I might be slightly more <laughs> nervous that, you know, they've already said, don't ski, don't but play rugby, don't do these. So <laughs> when you start saying, do this movement, do that, and it's maybe slightly pushing it. Um, yeah, if, if, when I finish the movie, I'll come back in October. Yeah, no, <laughs> let's here's, try. Let's try. It's a great. Um, I, I was I was arguing back and forth with a a, a men's fitness magazine called men's fitness actually original name and they wanted they wanted you know what's the superman workout and i legitimately gave them like a workout that we did and they're like no we can't we can't post that and i was like you, you, you can't post the truth you like, asked me what yeah and i was like you just and he's like no no you need to modify it so people can do it and i was like well, they're oh. not going to... Hi, my name is Michael. <laughs> Let me introduce myself. And we had the... I mean, a legitimate blow. I, I got a, in a little bit of trouble because I had somebody's team telling me to calm the fuck down. And I said, no, th this is actually the exact thing that we are against. Like, we have worked our asses off for five years developing this individual so that he could do certain things. And now you want us to lie to people and tell people that he does things that are actually easy so that they think that they can do them. Yeah, man. It's like you 10 by 10 fuck yourself. exercise, right? Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, we can't use a skier because not everybody has one. I was like, the point is actually to go, what the fuck is that? Cool, to ask one. a question. And where can I find and one? And if they don't have them at my gym, maybe you should find a different fucking training facility. I had never seen one until I stepped into Jim Jones. Sure. And immediately I was like, I won't try that. Yeah. And then immediately after having tried it, it, you, you wanted to find another gym I just, that didn't have I just, one. I felt funny. I'm yeah. like, this is not the way I thought so, it would feel. So <laughs> one of the things in there was a handstand push-up or a handstand hold. Because, I know where this is Because that's something that we've taught a lot of people how to do, and it's safe. And they, he came back with like this... That's not safe. And I go, what are you talking about? Toddlers do this shit. We have little kids doing handstands. What do you mean it's not safe? And so I'm telling Craig this because I'm Craig. We're going to do some handstand pushups today. He's like, oh, dude, I can't do those. And I was like, well, we're going to learn. And I was like, don't worry. They're, they're safe. And I had this big argument about <laughs> yeah. how they're unsafe. So I go, okay, you're going to post up here about a foot away from the wall. You're creating a triangle with your hands and your head. And you just kick your legs up. 
I basically just did a forward roll out. straight through the wall. And so he just goes, <laughs> pulse kick, crash into the wall, falls on his neck, falls sideways. He's like, my neck hurts. And I'm like, shit, I got to apologize to that fucking guy. <laughs> so the, 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 <laughs> these are really fucking dangerous. It, it's funny you mentioned handstand push-ups because that qualifier that I was just a 20-minute workout was sets of eight handstand push-ups. And I also fell on my head a number of times. There you yeah. go, there you go Michael. See, yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> Super dangerous. It's like I can't hold support my weight on my hands. <laughs> well, you gotta lock your elbow. You can't go soft. Like expect things to happen. And I Lessons forgot for life. to explain that to a couple people. No, it's totally safe. We have toddlers well, doing it. You've seen how Trevor. So we decided to tell once a year. Usually, I go. Can I still do a back tuck? Yeah. Like I want to be able to do back, back flip. Back flip. Yeah, so I go, I'm going to do it today. So I did one today, and I was like, ah, I, I still got it. It's a little bit slow, but I can still get it. <laughs> and so uh, Kent did, of course, all the competitives oh. comes out. He's like, I'm going to do it. No, he does it. No shit. Yeah, he does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got yeah. it myself. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to do it again. Don't do it again. Don't do it. Yeah. Dude. No. Take success and fucking walk away yeah, where you exactly. can. And then Trevor's like, I haven't done it for like 13 years. And I don't even think about it because Trevor's capable. Yeah. And like everything he does, he just, oh, boing. And here he is. And he pisses everybody <laughs> off. <laughs> and he goes to throw it. And he he does a tuck jump. I'm like, dude, you could do like fucking a double. Like you're up there. You just need to like yeah. flip and turn. He's like, okay. Something happens in the motor system. And he goes... <laughs> It falls right on his back, <laughs> like in his neck. He doesn't turn at all. He just kind of like, goes inverted and then hits his shoulder. The, the setup looks so perfect. I was yeah. just, lo- I was waiting. It was so professional. <laughs> and then it was like a salmon just diving out of water, like sideways, oh, arms by his uh, side, and landed on the mat. Yeah, I was going to say a self-manifested pile drive is the way <laughs> okay, I yeah, said. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you tried. You tried. I, he walked away. But walked away. I, I, yeah. See, that's it. You know, whether you set a PR or you miss the target, the day's done. You yeah. got to just call it. I think Craig saw like this that. happening and was like, yeah, I'm going to go over here. People are, yeah. people are injuring themselves. People, yeah, this is the, not good. The herd is Two thinning. weeks pre-filming, it's not, it's not ideal. Yeah, right. Craig, how did you injure yourself? Um, <laughs> according to Instagram uh, stories. According to Instagram. Yeah, exactly. We didn't fucking film any of that stuff. Where were you, Vince? That would have been fucking great. <laughs> the nonprofit event center is just becoming a male cheerleader training clinic. <laughs> and a group. Yeah, it, <laughs> we've got a b-boy crew. We need a better subwoofer if we're going to do that. <laughs> the Sugar Hill Gang just doesn't sound very good on those two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does sound good actually. I've listened to it. <laughs> don't judge. I don't me. mean to brag. Don't, don't judge. judge me. Don't we had, judge. We me. actually had a b-boy moment in our house at breakfast this morning, where Rory came out with a pair of my high tops on cherry blossom ones, nice. to be specific. Nice. And then this marble, this bloody marble coffee table. It's like it's like the greatest thing in our house, but also the most perilous. Uh, okay. <laughs> and so he's got my shoes on, which are obviously. A, it's a bad start to it they're, like, they're a little bit larger than than he is yeah f- for at least another year okay and <laughs> the first thing he does is hop on the coffee table and start to do like this kind of like b-boy like <laughs> strut thing and i can just see like the, the you know it's like the toes are starting to kick together and he's i'm like rory just maybe just slow down and he's like no dad it's okay it's okay because if i fall i'll just jump 
onto the couch. I'm, Makes sense. I'm like, mm-hmm, <laughs> okay. Are you sure yeah. Oh and my he, word. The six-year-old immediately, like, immediately, it's like almost like he's voiced it to the universe. Yeah. Shit goes sideways, and so does he. And so, pear-shaped. <laughs> yeah. So he's like stumble, 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 and then it looked like he's like twisted his feet around him themselves twice <laughs> oh inside the shoes which we're not twisting <laughs> correct okay <laughs> so like, like he spins the the shoes don't spin the salmon description i think was probably fairly <laughs> fairly apt for what took place and i and rather than jumping to the couch he just kind of topples sideways and there's about two feet difference like two feet gap between yeah. the coffee table and i'm just like in slow motion trying to no! catch him yeah and at the last minute he just like kicks his feet out the boots <laughs> and lands there. <laughs> He's like, "Told you, Dad." I'm like, <sighs> okay. He he was fine, and then immediately got back on and started spinning on his ass with my shoes on again. So that was our b-boy wow. breakfast this morning. So where did the that, bump on the forehead come from? Oh, that that, that was a couple of months ago. Oh, that, that was Pierce. That, oh, that was Pierce. You know, okay. it's like if you're six, you can totally hang out on the coffee table. <laughs> if you're four. You know, I can't think as you took that photo when he was still crying. No, no, no. no, 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 no I was like, home. hold it there. Don't it, move. No. I was not home. I got that picture text to me okay. with no description. <laughs> I'm like, you, first of all, you, first of all, yes, I agree. Our son was a mess. And you're like, Kodak moment. Yeah. You know. Look at the size of that bump even on wait his 10 head. minutes and then take it. You know, it's like, it was, it'll it'll it swell looked, up even more if you wait a little bit. Yeah. So it's that. And then just sending the text unannounced. No, yeah. no, no description, no. So I immediately pick up the phone. I'm like, what happens? And obviously all the, there's just noise you know, on the other end of the phone. Uh, phone. Yeah. And, she, and she's like, let me feel it. And I can just hear Christina like pressing it. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was like the size of an. Oh, he grew another forehead. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that and just thinking, oh man. Oh, I, I, I had a golf Hashtag bad oh, parent. My, oh, so oh. my sister, yeah, literally. So I must have been maybe 10 at the time, and I'm out in the parents' back garden. And the grass is like, it's on two levels. So I was going to go down to the bottom grass to knock a golf ball up, you know, just chip it up to the top grass. And. My dad's like, no, 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 you can't do that. You're going to hit the house. You're going to, you know, use the plastic golf, use the plastic golf balls, Craig, right? So I'm like, okay, you know, plastic golf balls, that's shit. You know, that's not going to be as fun, but okay. (laughs) Go down to the bottom grass or whatever. Dad's not around. Have a quick look. Okay, cool. Get the real golf balls out again. (laughs) My sister then's like on her bike going along like five years old. And to be fair, I've, I've thinned it. I didn't know what a thin is. So just the ball's just gone straight instead of going up and down. Yeah. And it smashed my sister's head right on the side of the head. She, oh. But if, if it hadn't hit her, I would have gone straight through the window. So she saved me, actually, in a way. Like, literally. So, like, human oh, shield. Hit, hit her on the side of the head. She's come off the bike. I ran up. My dad's come out. Oh, my God, what have you done? He's on the phone to a client. He's like, I need to go. I think my son's killed my daughter. Ah, I come, comes <laughs> off the phone. You're like, calm down. It's Luckily, just a she gets up. We go, yeah, she's all fine. But um, yeah, she kind of saved me there. That was, that was, uh, yeah. Thanks for getting in the way, sis. <laughs> Thanks Whereas, for getting in the way there. Whereas, not a golf ball story, but a very similar story. Yeah. We have a two, <laughs> two level garden in the yeah, house yeah. I grew up in. And uh, it's the <laughs> night before we leave to go to France on holiday. Yeah. And you know those bouncy balls that are the size of a tennis ball? Yeah. But yes, it's like yes, we would yeah, call, yeah. in the States, we would call a super ball. Like Pot. it's over, over, it, 
it bounces yep. excessively. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm on the back, like I'm bouncing off like the side of the garage and then <clears throat> we've got this, an extension on the back of the house. And so there's probably 10 or 15 feet of wall and then my sister's bedroom window. Ooh. And there's, you're just at a stage where there's zero thought. You're just like, I'm, hey, it's just returning, it's returning. Yeah. And so I, th- and I'm getting progressively further back up the garden because I'm like, I bounced it and I caught it and I bounced it and I caught it. <laughs> And then I get to the back and I'm feeling really, really good about myself and I launch it and it goes straight through her window. There's four panes in her window. I go through the first one, but her bed is under, or is kind of like between the second and and third. Turns out she was lying on her bed and the window like exploded (laughs) right next to her. Sniper! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so she immediately is like, ah, like, grass me in um and yeah she grass yeah to be fair my sister didn't grass me in she saved me she yeah, took she a hit unconscious. for the team she, she, <laughs> she took a hit for the team man you know she she wasn't aware of it but you know she literally took a hit for the team she was unconscious took the golf ball the side of the <laughs> she head. was unconscious so she couldn't wrap me <laughs> yeah, out she, she's a good sister yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and, and I, having kids now it, i do think i can't really get pissed off at them when they do these things because no, i have broken yeah, yeah. all the windows all the bones <laughs> That, yeah. to, to be honest, like raising a child that's like not prone to breaking things, like she doesn't mess around enough. I'm actually disappointed most of the time. I, I would rather she like try to break things well, because it means shit. she's. It I means feel she's like it may testing. be a gen, but I feel mm. like it's a more of a gender thing because my sisters never really broke anything. Yeah, but I broke enough for everyone. Yeah, it's like if there was a window, I probably put a ball through it because I put a ball through the side window next to the front door because I was kicking it up the driveway and then I was we had a wooden garage door and with a window in each and I put a ball through each of them inadvertently this doesn't sound inadvertent after so many successes (laughs) okay hey inadvertently (laughs) (laughs) my dad's rolling in his grave right now time is not an accident yeah (laughs) on the same target you're the same target. You're just accurate <coughs> at this point. An accurate shot. My parents didn't did not view it that way. Fair enough. I broke a ton of stuff, but I mean, not necessarily an a- accident on purpose. I can't. I, I think it's good for it, it, it's how you're testing the world. It's and once you're eighteen, wow, it's that, a, that that does burn. It's. But yeah, exactly. I mean, I let's not even talk about fire and the stuff. More or less, I lit things on fire. fire. I lit so many things on fire. Built so many bombs. So many like explosive devices. Yeah, yeah. I. It's just. But it was helpful, and you have to do it before you're 18 because then you go to jail. Exactly. (laughs) So, so Vince, if I if I say. One quart mason jar, three quarters full of gasoline buried in the ashes of a public fire pit where all the jocks used to gather around on Friday evenings to build a fire and drink beer. In Any high ball school. bearings? No ball bearings. Okay. For sure. Oh, well, that would have been actually not a good outcome. Because <laughs> it worked? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Whole. Yeah, because it starts to boil, and yeah. then you basically you're basically making a fuel air bomb. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> uh, yeah, when it finally went off, no, it just like 
gigantic fireball, guys flying backwards off the bleachers, and then blackness. Yeah. Holy shit. And 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 uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please I feel like, like Mike's Mike getting ideas here. <laughs> you can see that. <laughs> and then some a few burning leaves coming down from the trees that were not totally set on fire, but uh it, yeah, that <clears throat> was well, Sidons immediately you know, we hear Yeah, somebody the just did it. There's a fucking ambulance. Yeah, exactly. So my question is what what was your gateway drug to creating that? Because there's always a gateway drug. It started with uh, aerosol can. Um, so that did happen. Yeah. So the hairspray, so the, the uh, multiple, <laughs> you know, you get five tennis ball cans and you cut yeah. the bottoms off of four of them and you crimp them and you make a long tube. You wrap it with fiberglass. Um, tape and, and a couple of handles that you can hold on to. Then you like cut that a was slot the in the start. That's no, this, this, <laughs> okay. we're a little bit further in, but okay. he asked, you know, and so, but he said hairspray and this is, that's the actual, the accelerant that makes this thing work. Right. So then in the, you know, about four inches in front of the very base of the very back can, you cut a slot so you can put a wire screen in there and then you put the tennis ball all the way down. Now it's super cool. So the first thing that happens if is there's you, match heads in the tennis ball. Um, no. So the tennis ball is just a standard <laughs> tennis ball at first. Um, but that bounces. So anyway, so you get that thing in there and, you, and it creates a nice seal and it's sitting on the mesh on the mesh screen and then you shoot all the, uh, <clears throat> al, you know, via whatever the hairspray was, al, yeah. you know, Alberto Sassoon or, or whatever it was, something, uh, the hairspray uh, into the can and then somebody has to stand next, somebody has to hold it you know over their shoulder there's that so but no but then there's the dude who has to like hold the lighter to it until like you know the concentration gets high enough to um so then that graduated to uh the little carbide rocks and water because that produces acetylene and made a much more uh, explosive sort of gas but with a piezoelectric switch on the back so, um, uh, so we used a spark and, plug for our suit. and then you know but but as i said the tennis balls bounce and so somebody got the idea to, you know, light it on fire. Well, no, fill it full of water. Oh, so it's like to inject it. Basically, you're putting two holes in, and you know, wait, travel. Yeah, yeah. And then, and when that thing finally, like, got perfected. So we had this whole thing where I like to keep the neighborhood dark by shooting out street lights, street lights with a BB gun. Um, Naturally, and, and then and then they started putting plexiglass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they started putting plexiglass instead of actual glass on the front of the streetlights, and so that's when the bow and arrow came out, and then the blank arrows, you know, not like sharp because that could hurt somebody. But then we're you know we're making molten lead on the uh, the kitchen um, uh, stove to you know build up like a one or two ounce plug on front of the. Uh, on the front of the arrow, so when the, that hit the plexiglass, it would actually go right through and put the light out. Um, but then that wasn't any fun anymore, and so uh, when we, and I'm saying stressing we, and I'm not going to implicate any of my friends <clears throat> uh, at that time, because we were all pretty, but we were under 18, I guess I could drop the dime, but uh, but when the, uh, the, the water-filled tennis ball actually finally hit one of the streetlights, oh. yeah, Oof. it didn't matter Oof. what was... Some of these tennis balls, we don't know where they went because they That's missed the streetlights. So we like this mistake out into the neighborhood. Um, but the, when the one finally hit the uh, 
uh, it didn't matter. It could have been glass. It could have been plexiglass. wouldn't matter because it just tore the entire reflector off <laughs> the support piece that was sticking out. And so like this thing fell into the street, and then there's wires, and then it was dark. And we're, then we were victorious. We made an evolutionary <laughs> misstep with our potato, what we would call a potato oh, launcher. Right. Because we used gun. PVC pipe, you know, an accelerant, yeah, mm-hmm. and then we used a spark plug charge. And we noticed when we shot a tennis ball that a little bit of the accelerant was on the tennis ball. And I was like, we're soaking the tennis ball in accelerant. <laughs> but then we only did this once because it was definitely on fire. And it definitely landed somewhere where we couldn't find it in the middle of a bunch of trees. So we just dismantled and walked the other way. <laughs> like tried to get out of there as fast. Don't, don't get caught with this, whatever no, you do. Yeah, we broke it to be, you take this, you take that part, we'll reconvene next Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so, Craig, did you, um, did you do the like the third or fourth year trip to Paris at your school? You know, did you have like a trip? Like no, a I, I wasn't posh enough for that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Pa- Paris, Paris. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Let's see, uh, I wish, my school I was set on fire and then leveled, therefore not, not quite as posh. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's why I you mean, went to Paris. Uh, like, get out of our country. <laughs> so, uh, so th- this is the big thing. Like third year, you go away for a week to to Paris, and you're on a bus because you, yeah, you know, it was of its time, and you got. We went up to the top of the Eiffel Tower, and there's all these myths. Because again, this is a day before the internet. <laughs> Well, if you drop a, if you drop a grape off the top of the Eiffel Tower and it hits yeah. somebody, it'll just go straight through the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Straight you know, through. Right. No, I mean this is this is fourteen year old stuff, literally. And a grape is just about the right size to get through the like the safety grate or whatever. Okay. But also, I mean, so if, if you, you can fold if you can get a grape up, through it, you, you get a roll of quarters through it, probably. <laughs> we didn't have any grapes. <laughs> you know, so so n- okay, no grapes. No grapes. Okay. You're in France, and there's not a grape in sight. Uh, well, we had this thought when we got to the top. Oh, okay. And so. <laughs> One franc coins. Yeah. Sometimes. Literally, whatever shrapnel you had was going. And um, so, and the, I remember the view. You know how on the grass they've got the love heart path, yeah. like you can see. And then off in the distance, there's these like beautiful, I'm assuming, very expensive flats. So if people are like having fun, and then you run out of something and fun and, stuff to, yeah. And then somebody says, I have a spoon. Because they've got a yogurt with them, so why would they not have a metal spoon? <laughs> <laughs> yogurt with them, right? So, <laughs> my dumbass, who's very caught up in the moment, shall we say, is like, give it to me, and I managed to get my whole arm like to the elbow through, okay, and frisbee it, and you're high enough up that it starts to act like a propeller. Oh. And, it's, and it just takes off and the wind's just right or just wrong <coughs> and I watch it go and I'm thinking it's going to come down it's going to come down it's going to come down and it does and then smashes a window on one of the really expensive flats on the other side of the park time go outstanding <laughs> is all I can say about At that the time, because I mean, that's lit- like that's a uh, that's science right there. I, You're a child I, learning science. I'm, I'm I challenge someone to go <laughs> and learning. replicate that. No. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the holes in the grate are much smaller now oh, than I'm they sure. were. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they don't know that. Thanks for telling them, Vince. Well, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Not my fault. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm seeing was... something strange here that like the more destructive your patterns are in your youth, maybe the more creative you are in your adult. I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it. Yes, Michael. <laughs> I think it like because you guys are highly more destructive than I was. But you also are a little bit more pro proactive about creating things than I am now. It's just, you know. Well, maybe it's a deep sense of guilt. That drives, that drives You're like, oh, I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. No, no, I'm trying to, this is penance. Yeah, for <laughs> having destroyed something beautiful yeah. sort of on accident. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, and me, me and fire was... <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We we had a strong affinity for. I started, you know, very humble. I started putting firecrackers in Ninja Turtles. Nice. But and, see, and you, <laughs> but but did you did you understand? Now you were you made models when you were a kid, right? right. Mm -hmm. And do you remember those little glass paint bottles, the tiny ones that had the enamel that Tester. you could paint? Yeah. I, yeah. So when those are <laughs> when those are empty, yeah. Um, and it's around Fourth of July, you know. And here we have to celebrate by you know blowing up fireworks or setting off fireworks, and and none of those fireworks are lethal in any way until you start taking them apart and using their component parts to yeah. create other fireworks. Yeah. And so you pack. So you get a piccolo peat or a whistling peat, you know, depending. It's, it's some white powder in there that burns rel relatively rapidly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the top, oh the shh, hole. shh, shh, It's called a pipe bomb, Craig. <laughs> ah, <laughs> damn you! I grew up in Peasley, man. I'm like, that's you called, yeah, that's called domestic terror. <laughs> you, you, you have to come to America <laughs> to truly get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now this podcast this is the last <laughs> podcast that will ever be aired. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, at, because. Me and Mark Dep and Ross are going to jail. Department of Homeland Security is going to be here. And he... We're slowly building to this point. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Guys, it was inevitable. I was just wondering how we were going to get out of this. Well, I blew, I'm kind of tired of the whole podcast idea, and yeah. I just needed a way to... <laughs> Handcuffs was get the only in, way I get can into jail. Free card, get into jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you maintain your innocence, Craig. It's okay. You don't have to. He's just anything. a passenger in this vehicle. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. No. Well, I went to Strathy Park. I brought a bunch of those ground flowers to Strathy Park. Rented a boat and then started launching them into the lake. Ah, excellent. My first name is Timothy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now with that whole pinwheel thing. We also learned that, like, as soon as if it once it gets going, yeah. it can be immersed. Yeah, in water. Yeah, because yeah, there's enough coming out that yeah, yeah. the water can get in. And that, I mean, that's not destructive. That's just a, this um, is fun. What is that like? Fusion at that point? Is that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it technically. Science? I guess depending on what kind yeah. of liquid you immerse it in, it could be. Yeah, that's you know, exactly. more or like less. I would like to cool. say that this ended all before I turned eighteen, but it did not. We just were able to afford better weapons. <laughs> I'm going to bring down. I'm pretty the sure you were doing that this morning, Michael. When I got, I'm just playing guitar, Craig. Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> banjo on the porch. Uh, yeah. May or may not have shot weapons in the house. The <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. house pop. Everybody's got to do a house pop. You got to know what it's going to sound like in case it happens. I'm just saying for those. That might do theoretically. I would never tell somebody to do this, but it's called a house pop, and that way you're. I believe it's called sound. a negligent discharge. But <laughs> yeah, 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 negligent yeah. means I don't know where it's going. Yeah. No, point. Negligent means you didn't intend to do it. 
Yeah. Ooh. Well, then that'd be accidental. Also, yeah, accidental it's, discharge. It's, right. Negligent you think? is. Indie or the, and, yeah, because I. On the same path, I was thinking like it, negligent discharge is like an yeah. Arabian wedding okay. where they're firing AK 47s no, in the air. Yeah, it's on purpose. It's just, on, but it's negligent because I don't no. know where it's going. Yeah, yeah, it's going into the sky. So if I know where the ramp, <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting the sky and nothing's happening. I don't know. If it's I weird. know where it's going, <laughs> so and I pull the trigger knowingly. So Craig looks a little bit horrified by all of this pop. stuff. Yeah, it's house pop. So, <laughs> so why don't tomorrow's festivities, shall we call them, like forego the whole going to the range? Go just go to Michael's house. Go to, no, no, no. Go to, go to some, go to some BLM land, yeah. and uh, and get some tannerite targets. Even watermelon and tomato cans. Tannerite targets, or, you know. Yeah, you know you mean watermelon, milk jugs, yes. cantaloupe, and tomato cans. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rolled then, off the tongue. And, <laughs> and then Craig can kind of double dip. He's got it listed in his notes and his phone. Like, we checklist. tested what works the best to <laughs> cause glee when it explodes. And watermelon is for sure the most fun because it goes out the back. Propane tank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so now now you bring something up about uh, at the end of a Himalayan expedition. I have it in another country. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. When you when you have a lot of fuel canisters left, Craig's starting to sink down really deeply into his seat right now. Going, this, so, I, I thought this was like a promotional podcast. So the yeah, sorry, promotional for what? James for, Bond, you're gonna blow shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm not gonna be on. You're not gonna be working on the fitness side, Michael. You're just gonna teach me how to pyrotechnics. Do this shit. Teach yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Shit. exactly. <laughs> Himalayas. Uh, no, you just, it's just has to do with a big because you got you know you're you're burning up a bunch of trash and that kind of thing. So you've got this you know this fairly deep pit, and then people start going, "Well, we can't we can't fly all these fuel canisters back." And <laughs> so you're like tossing like the little eight ounce ones in, and those are cool. They pull, you know. There's you know a little mushroom sort of thing, not a very big sound, but then like the four pound ones that you get for the two burner and the in the base camp stove. You put one of those in there. So generally the valve comes out first, which means that all of that fuel is trying, the, the, the can, like the, the little ones, the canister actually just explodes. And yes, exactly. So I have like four pounds of butane or whatever it is, like trying to come out of a small hole and and then people are running for their lives. <laughs> You're like, it's airborne, it's airborne. It's, don't worry. Yeah, exactly. It's it's started by going towards the sky, <laughs> and then it changed direction. It chose to turn around. Yes, exactly. And what goes up must come down. Oh my god! Like the amount of like screaming and scurrying people. Yeah. That propane like, oh canister god. hit Mary. No, that propane canister hunted Mary down. <laughs> it's because she talked. It's a cold war relic. It knows what it's doing. <laughs> there was another um you know if i go back to the like fireworks thing and the bow and arrow thing we had this idea of like putting uh you know taping bottle rockets to the front of the arrow mm. right so um and 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 you know you'd like light it and shoot it and it would be a while like it'd, it'd be you know some distance in the air before the 
fuse lit the bottle rocket and then it would just continue up and then eventually it would come down sometimes in the field but giant it, field where we were but if it misses its now, apex now wait a minute <laughs> let me yes exactly ross you so i decided that you know what's better than one bottle rocket tied to and it's actually we were taking apart pinwheels a package no it's uh, was a two-stager oh so, yeah so it goes so so yeah. the first one finishes and blows the flame out the back to ignite the second one. Of course, there's sort of a delay. So this thing is like shooting into the sky. You know, it's probably <laughs> fucking 400 meters in the air. And the first one dies. It starts to fall. And it's about horizontal when number two ignites. And it takes off towards the into the neighborhood somewhere. Oh, no. And I, we don't. We that was the last time that ever. It was like, yeah, break the bow and arrow. You take this. You take that. We'll reconvene never. <laughs> because it was great we, knowing you, I had a lot of fun, I, but I don't want to share a cell with it, you. Admit, admit nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we never heard anything about it. Sure. You know, or anything. But but yeah, it was going parallel to the ground when the second one took off <laughs> about eye level <laughs> and it's, no like yeah. about no no it was it was legitimate you know 300 400 uh, okay, know, it, was uh, it, it was way 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 up there when it happened oh, i mean enough that we could see it and have time to like <laughs> have a mini discussion <laughs> okay it's headed that direction i'm going 180 <laughs> degrees mark's uh, already uh, practicing his criterium yeah. racing skills on his bicycle <laughs> know, like, in the opposite direction of <laughs> sprint finish mark yeah <laughs> no sprint start middle and end <laughs> did you hear start. about this thing no i was i was climbing yeah <laughs> five miles away yes very far away on my bike no uh I feel like don't, I know do what, not test my hands. For, I feel like I know what to do with the contain the building outside of our building. <laughs> Once it is okay, the well, that's, that, that's Joe's party van. You can't you can't interfere. <laughs> you can't interfere with the party van. Yeah, that's 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 true. But but if the party is loud enough, then we can do all sorts yep. of activities in the building. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the thing that always makes me chuckle is you know how how dumb you are as a kid because I remember the first time I stole a box of matches. Mm. You know, and yeah. like you run off to the park into the woods, and you're like, oh, this is so great. And it escalates. Uh, yeah. You know, and <laughs> pretty soon you're, see, you're stealing uh, gasoline cans. Oh, no, <laughs> I never got that. But it, oh, I was okay. ste stealing aerosols from the garage. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I to combine with your box of matches? Yeah. Yes. But, but to make a sort of handheld. Um, That's what I device. always got from my dad. Device. What the fuck so, happened to the gasoline for the lawnmower? I'm like, I have no idea. I mow the lawn a lot. But here, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, <laughs> I'm the best child. I'm the best child. But what you don't the realize is, up to you. <laughs> I'm a tremendous child. I'm the best kind of child. child exactly. <laughs> You're at a young age. You don't actually know what to do with said aerosol. Yeah. When it's empty, you're like, oh, it was only half full. That sucks. You're sitting next to a fire, so you can because you're like, yeah, and so you just toss it in, yeah. yeah. But you don't know until you yes until you suddenly and know if you know you know. And so uh, <laughs> I'm about <laughs> maybe maybe three feet from the fire, and yeah. I, I'm underneath a, a sandstone kind of outcrop because I'm taking shelter because it's raining because it's Scotland, you know, and. I was deaf. Like, I had a ringing in one ear the whole way home. And I was kind of shouting. I didn't know. And my mom's like, what have you been up to? I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm just at the park. You're like, were you lighting a fire? No, 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 no. 
my first realization uh, that there's smoke that comes off a fire that just sticks to your clothes <laughs> and i actually smelled like a barbecue and i couldn't yeah. smell it and so that was the first time my mum called bullshit on uh, my pyromania your relationship to the truth <laughs> <laughs> i can neither confirm nor deny that yeah. I'm just trying to think. I mean, uh, what are we going to call this episode? I mean, well, it's obviously going to have Craig's name it's in it. It's been an explosive <laughs> episode, that's for sure. Uh, well, I was going to say, it's going to be called Fireworks. It was our, like, <laughs> Aftermath. No, anarchist podcast. <laughs> of, we have never oh, had this level already. of conversation with a celebrity on, on it. It's like we saved it up for... You will never share this with any of your friends. <laughs> this will never feature yeah. on your Instagram stories. <laughs> your agent will never even know that you were in Salt Lake at this point. Because <laughs> I want people to hear this, it'll be called Welcome to the Actors Studio. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real Actors Guild. This is the real Actors Guild. <laughs> the Actors Guild. No, it's FAG, the Film Actors Guild. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I guess we should. It's done up, entirely right? with puppets, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, 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 That's yeah, the yeah. only way we can get away with this. Hi. <laughs> right, well, we're gonna start training again. <clears throat> Let's get out there and have Let's a session. Let's do it. Let's. Do Thank it. you very much for coming, Craig. Thank this you for having me. Uh, Thank you. Oh, wait, legitimately, like fitness is about to begin, and so yeah. conversation must end. Yeah. You've changed. <laughs> You've changed since Murph. yesterday, Murph. <laughs> Murph. Yeah, you're we're right. doing Murph. <laughs> Do you want to borrow some shoes? I'm going to run down to the taco shop and get a taco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. run back and then try and keep it down. I'll, go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll exactly. go, go and get my kilt on first. Kilt on. Kilt Murph. Murph. Let's go. That'd be pretty good. Those are going to be interesting air squats, yeah. Well, we'll have you on here again, obviously. <laughs> or not, because this might be the last <laughs> because, one. <laughs> because we ruined your career. <laughs> Captain? No, Captain? Seriously, there's, this might, we might need to talk to an attorney about this. Can we talk about shit like that and like, put no it idea. out? Yeah, it's past statute limitation. Yeah, sure. No, no, I'm not worried about myself. I'm, I'm thinking oh. Of, oh. You know, like we're supplying ideas to you know, the opposition. Hmm? I don't think. A pretty dark gray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it'd be cut in between, and then you take the beep, and you put the beep, and the beep, beep, and then I shot the beep, and then and I was just like, this is the world's first ever redacted podcast. I like the idea of the redacted podcast. The redacted podcast. The only podcast we regret. Not having done sooner. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we, uh, we're done just about on time. Nice. Thanks, guys. Greg, Thank thanks. you, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. <laughs>